Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio here on a Sunday morning. It's week 14 of the NFL. And the Sunday morning tradition continues. That being said, now, whoa, whoa, whoa. Back it up. Beep, 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 beep. We gotta back it up. Next week, the show will be on Saturday, and the reason why it's not going to be a Sunday morning tradition is I'm going to be on the airplane next Sunday. I'm going to be flying to Arizona for the holidays, and then the Sunday after that, the show will also be on Sunday or Saturday, as I'll be on a plane back to Dallas. So two weeks in a row, we'll be doing Saturday shows because of where we are and what we are doing. Um, that having been said, of course, the name of the show, we are in a state here where uh, we have moved into week 14, and this is the pretenders game, you know, week. This is the... Uh, week where you find out if your team is a pretender or a contender because there are a lot of games this week that I looked at the schedule and I scratched my bald head, almost cut myself because I, I, I had not manicured. But I scratched my head because there's some great games. And this comes down to the fact that they're the division games that are so awesome, which the NFL, let's, let's give them a little credit. You can bash them about a lot of things. But the schedule and how they got it going on, I love it. What they do, and right about now, because it's all about your division when it comes to the last Four weeks of the season, week 14, 15, 16, and 17, the last four weeks of the regular season that happens. And it's a, some, in some cases, it's about positioning. Some cases, it's about who's going to be in the top two within the division. So let's do that while we're doing all this. Let's see here. Uh, breakfast with Mrs. Cuervo, and then it'll be right on. And I've got it, so Cuervo's going to be on. So what we're going to do is do what we do here. All right, hit the button right here. Hit this button right here. And then what we're going to do, since Mrs. Cuervo, that we're not going to start picking the games until Cuervo is done speaking with Miss or having breakfast with Miss Cuervo. We're going to go ahead and do this. We're going to do that starting live up on Facebook Live. And there we are. We are on low connect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can still record. Well, hold on. Back cancel. We'll try this again. Hold on one second. Um, 
Potato Sports Show. Brian, good to see you. He's probably, maybe, maybe not going to be able to join us a little later. Cuervo is having breakfast with Mrs. Cuervo. So I'll do the general thing that I do until he comes in. Let me move that out of the way. That is my my microphone wire. That thing just wants to be in the way. So let's do that. All right. So let's do what we normally do. Let's go ahead and let's start with the uh, standings of where teams are in the NFL. And this is, this, like I said, this is pretender contender. However, AFC East all figured out pretty much in reality with New England at 10-2. and two. Good to see everybody, John, James, and, of course, Tarvin. Uh, the New England Patriots, 10-2. and Going to win the division, Buffalo, 6-6, six and 5-7, six, and seven are the New York Jets and Miami Dolphins pretty much out of it right now um, as where they are. Uh, so we pretty much got all those teams that are going to be in the playoffs, which I think are only going to be the New England Patriots. Moving to the North, which is the interesting division, 10-2. and two. How about those Steelers? 10-2 and two with the, you know, tying the best record in the AFC right now. You got to love what's going on in there. But then you decide, pretender, contender. Is Baltimore a pretender, which I think they are, or are they a contender? They're seven to five. They're in second place within the North, and this is a football team that's fighting for its playoff lights. And they got a good one here today um, as they they hit the hit the road, if I'm not mistaken. Baltimore is on the road to take on Pittsburgh. Going up against the 10-2 and two team, Lenny Melnick, the godfather of fantasy sports. Good to see you right there. Um, so the uh, Baltimore Ravens are going to find out if they're going to be contenders today. They're going up against the best team in the AFC North, and they're 7-5. and five. Their playoff lives depend upon today's victory if they're going to get it in Pittsburgh. Not going to happen. Anyway, that having been said, 5-7 and seven Cincinnati Bengals and also the Cleveland Browns 0-12. That's the North. So Baltimore, if they get a victory, they're going to still be hanging on in the playoff uh, spot. Now, it gets really interesting in the South as the Tennessee Titans and my Jacksonville Jaguars, 8-4, and four, are they pretenders or contenders? They're going to be pretend, uh, pretenders in the playoffs, I think. But until getting to the playoffs, it's going to be will they be the contender? 8-4, and four, both of them. Jacksonville is at home taking on the Seattle Seahawks. Tennessee they are on the road to take on the Arizona Cardinals. Two places where Jacksonville lost to Arizona. So Tennessee, that's going to be one of those, those tie-breaking things going on if it comes down to that because the Arizona Cardinals beat the Jacksonville Jaguars in Arizona. So that having been said, it's going to be one of those situations there in the South where two teams might make it into the playoffs. One's definitely – both of them eight and four, Tennessee and Jacksonville. Houston four and eight, they're done. Three and nine, Indianapolis Colts. Heading over to the West, where the Kansas City Chiefs, they can't get out of their own way. I've, I've made the statement. The Los Angeles Chargers are going to win this division. I said it three weeks ago when I started seeing this team come together. Everybody wrote off the Chargers, and I started seeing them put it together. And right now, they are on a roll right now. We'll talk about them a little bit later on in the show. 
Kansas City and the Chargers, both at six and six, as well as the Oakland Raiders. Is this division is going to be really interesting because where they're standing six and six, you go back up to Baltimore. If they lose, they're going to be in a situation where they will be seven and six. So they're going to be duking it out there, the Baltimore Ravens, uh, with either the Jacksonville Jaguars, the Chargers, Kansas City, or Oakland. So that's going to be really, really interesting. Yeah, I agree. Brian Tartan says the AFC is a two-team league, and I get it. And that would be the Steelers and uh, the New England Patriots. But it's good to see some new blood in there. I'm not going to count out the Chargers. I'm not going to count out Phillip Rivers over in the AFC. So that having been said, that's the AFC. Let's get to the NFC, where the Philadelphia Eagles, they dropped the game last week. They dropped the 10-2, but in full command of the AFC are the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys are at 6-6, six and six, Washington 5-7, and 2-10. and 10. I've stuck a fork in Dallas, Washington, and New York. People are telling me I'm crazy. Um, could be, but I don't trust the Dallas Cowboys to win games in a row. And not only that, they got a big battle with Eli Manning and the New York, the new New York Giants uh, going on there. So that's going to be an interesting game. We're going to be watching that one. Tim, good to see you out there. Uh, as um, the uh, switching into the NFC North, let's head over there. Minnesota, ten and two. They are sitting on top of the North. Then Detroit, this is a team that was definitely a pretender. A couple weeks back, they were maybe contenders. Matthew Stafford with a hand injury to his throwing in. Uh, Terrell Suggs stepped on it last week. Uh, they say he's going to start. But I'm going to tell you, folks, I watched Matthew Stafford. Now, granted, this was earlier in his career when the guy could not keep healthy before 2010. But the guy started every game since 2010. So this guy's got some, you know, got some moxie in him. The question is, does he have enough moxie to get the victory this week? And he, they take on Tampa Bay in Tampa Bay. Good challenge for them uh, as they're going to be fighting for their playoff lives as well. I don't think they're going to make it. Green Bay, 6-6, six and 3-9 six, Chicago. They're still talking about Aaron Rodgers coming back. Maybe we'll fit, get that all there. Good to see you, Yolanda, even though you're a Cardinal fan. I mean, no, anyway, uh, that having been said, uh, going over to the South, the the New Orleans Saints, they lose Sunday. Of course, Brian Tarvin is bragging all the way to the back of the woodshed on that one. Um, as I picked on the other side, uh, New, I picked New Orleans. They lost, actually. Um, so that was a big loss for me, and the Atlanta Falcons got them. So now the standings are the Saints 9-4, and four, Carolina 8-4. and four. Hey, no, don't do that. Trying to reconnect. I hate this. I hate this. Your video has been paused. Uh, there we go. We're back up on. I don't know. I keep getting these messages. So that is uh, the Saints, 9 and 4, 8 and 4, Carolina Panthers, 8 and 5, Atlanta Falcons, Tampa Bay out of it. Three teams right there in the NFC South fighting for the battle of the playoffs. Will all three of them make up? That could be because Detroit, I don't trust them. Dallas, I don't trust them. Um, and then you go to the West where you have the Los Angeles Rams on top at 9-3, and three, Seattle at 8-4. and four. So the uh, Atlanta Falcons, 
Carolina Panthers and the Saints fighting the Rams, Seattle, uh, as far as where they're going to be in the playoffs. It's going to be an interesting one to see where they end up over there. Yeah, haha, got you. I got you, Yolanda. But that, you know, where they are, I, I don't know. The pretenders in these divisions, I think, are definitely the Arizona Cardinals. I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. The Seattle Seahawks, I think they're pretenders. They are at home this week. So I mark that. They're on the road in Jacksonville playing my team. We're going to talk about that game a little bit later after Cuervo's done having breakfast with Mrs. Cuervo. But I will say this. As we move forward for the rest of the season, the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, this is their toughest game for the rest of the season. The rest of it's cake. Seattle, on the other hand, they still got a battle to go on for the rest of the season. So that is your standings as far as the NFL is concerned. Let's go to NFL news before we go into our break, and maybe we'll get uh, Cuervo back here. Uh, the news, obviously, big as if you're a Detroit Lion fan, uh, is Matthew Stafford. Is he going to be able to play and play well? Well, he's going to play. Will he play well? That's going to be the big question as far as that is concerned. So. That having been said, there have been talks in the NFL about fans being turned off about the violence that is the NFL. Obviously, some bad hits, obviously, some bad PR going on for the NFL. Is it bad? I, I look at football a little bit different. You know, big hits and th- stuff like that, they don't excite me at 50 as much as they excited me back at 40. And how much they really excited me back at 30. So maybe I'm a lover more of the game and what it's all about more so than the big hits. Because those hits and the things that have happened in the NFL, as far as the violence and the big hits, that don't excite me. In fact, it turns me off. So I get where people are looking at the NFL saying, could it be too violent? Is that the thing that are holding fans back? Or is that all the other things that are going on in the NFL that are preventing viewership each and every week? So that's going to be the uh, question. All right, here we go. Scandrick out. Durant out against the Giants for the Dallas Cowboys. And these are for my locals that are uh, listening to us on the Couch Potato Sports Show as well. So that having been said, got to look out for that. Sunday Night Football, probably the biggest game of the week. Baltimore-Pittsburgh, AFC North. Last week it was the Baltimore Ravens and the Cincinnati Bengals. So we get the other set here. The NFL knows how to schedule. They know what the AFC knows all about. They know where teams are going to be at the end of the year before everybody else does. So that's going to be huge. That having been said, Tyrod Taylor for the Buffalo Bills. He is going to be a game-time decision against the Colts. That is going to be a big determining factor on who's going to win that football game. All right, Adam Pac-Man Jones. He goes on the injury list. He's not going to play cornerback for the Bengals. That's an interesting uh, situation for the Bengals as they go in. They take on Chicago this week. Looking at the Raiders, uh, wide receiver, Amari Cooper, limited, uh, but he did participate in practice. uh, But will he be ready for the game against the Chiefs? That's a big one here, folks. I'm going to tell you that right now. Later on. More things that are going on in the NFL. Um, you know, will, will the Jacksonville Jaguars be the 
contenders in the playoff race. I say getting to the playoffs, the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to be contenders. I'm going to say in the playoffs, they're going to be pretenders. They're going to disappear. It's a football team that hasn't been in the playoffs forever, and I know they got a good coaching staff, and there I'm reconnecting, reconnecting, trying to reconnect due to poor wireless connection, and it'll come back in. I know it will because it came back in just a few seconds ago. Five, four, three, two. Come on. There we go. I told you it was going to come back. Also, uh, the Browns, they find, they find their guy, okay? The Cleveland Browns have hired Kansas City general manager John Dorsey as their new GM. Is that going to make a difference? I think it's a good hire without question. Well, God, anybody could be a good hire. Um, anybody's got to be better than what's going on in Cleveland. Will he turn that franchise around? That's going to be the big question as that team moves forward in the future. Obviously, they're not going to go there. So, that having been said, Buffalo Bills, uh, uh, let's see here. Ah, there it is, White. Uh, he was mad in the locker room, Buffalo Bills. Uh, regarding Rob Gretkowski, and he's come out big time against Rob Gretkowski. There's a lot of things going on there. Hey, folks, it was a dirty hit. Hey, folks, he deserved to be suspended. So, you know, say whatever you want about that whole thing. Rob Gretkowski, even though he's the good guy, I'm going to tell you right now, that was a dirty, dirty, dirty. Matter of fact, it was a really dirty play. So watch out for that. So that's some of the news that are going on. The Dallas Cowboys taking on the Giants. We're going to talk about that one a little bit later on in the show. Uh, the whole new situation. Eli, he's back. He's back, folks. Eli still sucks. Okay, don't get me. Don't 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 have any illusions about Eli Manning. Okay. However, with everything that went on last week. Breaking of the record, was it worth it, was it not? Obviously, it wasn't. But that having been said, will that turn Eli Manning around? Is that the thing? That, maybe is that, since we're on a Sunday, maybe it was to come to Jesus. This guy needed in order to turn his career around. Because let's be honest, and I've been talking about it on this show for three years. The guy has been pedestrian at best. He has not been Super Bowl. If you want to believe those were Super Bowl great days, great, wonderful. I'm all for it. You can, you can be – You can, I, I just want to know what's the color of the sky in your little world. He's not great, but he can turn around and be better. For one, if the Giants are done with him, if the Jacksonville Jaguars go with him, I'm done with it. I, I do not want this guy on the Jacksonville Jaguars, of course, that being my team. So that's one of the things that is going on. The big-time news that happened this week that Sonny just didn't care about, I'm going to tell you, it was all about Roger Goodell signing the five-year contract extension. Are we serious? Everybody is jumping on how – but the NFL loves them. And I told everybody, don't fall for the nonsense. And the reason why you don't fall for the nonsense of Roger Goodell not being the commissioner of this league is because look where it is. You, even though it's taking the back seat, it's backing up. The NFL has a habit of coming back. They're going to come back from all the stuff, whether it was the social injustices or all the other news that brings the NFL down. They'll come back. 
Why? Because Roger Goodell got him there in the first place, and he can get him there. And I'm not necessarily saying he is the best man for the job. I've always called him the vice principal. You know how the vice principal is always the one slapping on the hands on the wrists and things of that sort? That's what Roger Goodell is. The principals, they're the 32 owners, and they love their vice principal. They love their guy. They lo- and, yeah, granted, Jerry Jones, not a great big fan. I understand. The owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft, not a great big fan. There are 30 other teams that are making boatloads of money. Okay, so, you know, that one vote doesn't mean anything if you're the Dallas Cowboys or the Patriots. You got 30 other teams making hand over fist. It is not going to be a big deal. I'm telling you right now. Big time news, Warren Moon, and I got the reconnect. I'm going to reconnect. I hate this thing. We got two more stories to go before we're out of here. Make the reconnect. It always takes about 30 seconds to make the reconnect. Two more big stories that are coming out. And as I count it down, because I usually come back right about now on the reconnect. Oh, I'm lying now. Five, four, three, two, one. I might not get a reconnect. Two more big stories before I, well, I did, made the reconnect. Two more big stories. Warren Moose, sexual harassment lawsuit. Uh, California woman that worked in the sports marketing company that's headed by Moon, he filed, she filed the sexual harassment um, thing against him. You know, th- these stories, they're going to come out more and more and more. Okay, this suit, which was filed on Monday, I will tell you right now, this, go, this is going to bring – Another thing to the limelight in the NFL that they don't want to talk about, and Roger Goodell needs to get ready for this one, because if it starts with a retired player and Warren Moon, I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to make its way up into the NFL without question. Now, Warren Moon hasn't said anything about the whole thing. Um, The Seahawks, uh, as far as uh, their situation, They've accepted Warren Moon's request for a leave of absence because Warren Moon, he does the play-by-play and the color commentary uh, so he can get away from all this stuff. So he is staying away from that whole thing. This was filed in a California court. So that having been said, the whole thing, I don't know what the details are on it, but it came out and it was almost like a story that disappeared. But we'll hear more of that story a little bit later on as far as that's concerned. Also, a big-time injury for the Pittsburgh Steelers as they are taking on Baltimore here tonight on Sunday night. Ryan Schertzer, um, I'm going to tell you right now, this one, or Shazar, I'm sorry, this is a big injury for this team. He sat out the the practices and everything, um, and I will tell you this one here is going to be a big time loss for the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers as they move forward and trying to get set for the playoffs. So that having been said, the Steelers are going to um, have a little. You know, they had like a, I don't want to call it a seance or anything, but they took a piece of his yellow uh, 50 
and found a way in the hands of all the good friends as far as and the players of the team for them to hold on during the game. So they love this guy. It's going to be good uh, for the whole thing. Now, that having been said, we're going to get into the show. We're going to get back to what we do best on Sunday morning, which is picking the games. Hopefully, Cuervo will be back. We're going to go off of the video. We're going to go back into what we do here on the Couch Potato Sports Show on the uh, internet radio. Head on over to that. Um, we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to take care of our, obviously, our wonderful sponsors of the show. We're going to do that. We'll be back in about four and a half minutes. We'll start off Chicago at Cincinnati, Dallas at New York, Detroit at Tampa Bay, Green Bay and Cleveland. We're going to cover those and a few more. Good to see everybody there. Hi, Vicki. Hi, Heather. Good to see you all. We'll catch you on the other side. Get on my Facebook page or wherever you're at, and you can click on the Couch Potato Sports Show and listen to the rest of the show. Uh, We'll take that quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said. It's the NFL Week number 14. We'll be right back. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Relev 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at spiritoutfitters.com. For the start. We 
can never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslow Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? This is Sonny Clark, radio voice at your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848. Or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. All right, everybody, welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio. Boy, it's been one of those long weeks with the work. However, the chair dancing happens with this one. But, a lot of games going on. 16 big ones. Let's talk about Thursday night's game as the New Orleans Saints get down by the Atlanta Falcons. And this one is just really simple, guys. I want to tell you what happened in this game. The reason why the Atlanta Falcons won that football game is because the New Orleans Saints had opportunity after opportunity after opportunity after opportunity. Hey, did I tell you they had opportunities? They did not advance on all, but uh, they only advanced on one of the many that they had on there. That is the thing that caught this football team. I don't want to say it caught them by surprise, but that's what was their downfall this week. Without question, this is a football team that did not work towards the common goal, and the common goal is really, really simple. It is win games that you should be able to win. And after you get that thing that helps you win football games in your pocket, that means turnovers, you got to go buy some candy with that, which is the seven points, the six points. The three points didn't do them any good. Then they were missing. This is a football team that missed out on opportunity after opportunity, not only to beat the Atlanta Falcons, but bury them in their own, uh, on the road in Atlanta's home field. So the Atlanta Falcon nest is, uh, was just fine. They got the victory on Thursday night. It was a little bit different than what Tarvin thought was going to happen because Tarvin thought that the Atlanta Falcons would blow them out by 17 or more. I was like, uh-uh-uh, nay-nay, don't think so. That having been said, that's where they ended up in a dogfight at the end of the game, and the Saints just couldn't get the job done. Now, I don't know if that means that you're seeing a little bit of Drew Brees 
taking the step back a little bit. But I, one thing I'm going to tell you about that game and New Orleans' performance. Oh, that was terrible. Crazy knucklehead of terrible. Charles, you're absolutely right. It was horrible. Absolutely horrible. And that put themselves in the position in the standings that may, that it makes this division so interesting in the South. Not who's going to make the playoffs, but positioning for the playoffs, or will they make the playoffs? Atlanta drops eight and five. No, they could be nine and four. So this loss was bad. Carolina, they're eight and four. Nine and four, New Orleans Saints. Because New Orleans got the victory and moved up in the standings. So we're going to be talking about the other game that's going on in that division. Carolina Panthers, they are at home taking on Minnesota and Minnesota 10-2. and two. Uh, How do you feel about Cam Newton? I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't have a lot of trust in Cam Newton. May, may, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk about the Dallas-New York game. And the reason why I want to be a week where Cuervo might just go out on the uh, limb and go ahead and take his Chicago Bears. So, so, the New York Giants. This is not the easiest game that you would think as the Dallas Cowboys got the victory last week and the New York Giants, they've lost two in a row after they bench Eli Manning. Now that they fired the general manager and the head coach, they got all, you know, tra- you know, transition people or whatever the case may be all set and ready for this one. But Eli Manning's back at quarterback. This right here. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I've had a lot of bad things to say about Eli Manning. If you listen to this show, and it's not bad stuff, it's just true stuff. It just turns out to be bad because it ends up, you know, kind of like me bashing them. But I'm going to tell you right now, when it comes to Eli Manning, this guy's not the best quarterback in the NFL. He's completely and utterly overrated. Grammy, he got the job done. They won the Super Bowl, all that great stuff. Fine, wonderful. Be feel good about that if you're a Giant fan. Go ahead. Feel good about that. But that having been said, with me being tough on the on the Giants, I'm going to tell you this. This is how you do it. You look at this as a resurgence of Eli Manning. And if you don't look at it that way, I think that you would be behind the eight ball here. I'm not I'm not saying he's the best quarterback. I'm going to tell you right now, emotion plays a lot in these games. And the reason why they play a lot in these games is because this usually is an emotional game. Eli Manning, you know, breaking the streak of all in a row, uh, the numbers was 200 and something. Frankly, I could give a rat's big fat butt about that. But one of the things that I'm going to look at is is that Eli Manning coming back strong. Now, we heard news reports last week from his father, Archie Manning, saying that he might retire. I don't know. This 
sets up like Brian Hoyer, folks. And I'm going to tell you the reason why. Brian Hoyer comes back up off the injury and then wins four games in a row, you know, to to useless teams, and he built the rest of his career on it. Now, Eli Manning, on the other hand, he's been playing in his career. This, I mean, it's all about what he has done. Will this bump in the road get the emotional pitch that this guy needs to be for him to be top 15, you know, top 10 quarterback? And I'm going to tell you, I'm a cowboy realist. Some people say I'm a cowboy hater. I'm a CLC Hawk hater. I'm a realist when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. There's a couple of things that I look at. Number one, against good football teams. The Dallas Cowboys are pedestrian against good football teams. It's a fact. You can argue with me all day long. You would lose this argument. I mean, you take a look at the Dallas Cowboys and where they are right now. They're fighting for their playoff lives at 6 and 6. What what they've been doing for the years take away last year, the years before that. You're talking 8 and 8, 9 and 7 average pedestrian football team, which sometimes gets you into the playoffs, sometimes it doesn't. Now, granted, there are a lot of, what do you want to call, you know, extra factors in this, you know, why they're that way, whether you want to talk about Zeke, whether you want to talk about the health of the offensive line, whether you want to talk about the health of Sean Lee, whether you want to talk about this ugly, ugly secondary that, that the Giants are going to eat up on slant routes with second and third, four-year players. Yeah, I just said it. Eli Manning, I'm going to tell you what I think his best attribute to the game is, and that is the slant pass. If he gets a clear alley on the slant pass, especially near the end zone, folks, watch out. I'm going to tell you right now, this, I, I don't think it will be a blowout, but if it turned out to be a blowout, it wouldn't surprise Sonny Clark. And, and I know what people are saying. Sonny, why are you bashing on this? I'm, I'm being a realist. You've got the emotion on the other side of the New York Giants. The, the, the rise of the Phoenix out from the dirt are the Giants. Now, this is a team that I thought would be winning this division at the beginning of the season because of what they had going on defensively, because of that whole second, all of that. But then you got an Eli Manning who hadn't been shown up all year long. Now, Jason Garrett, he's been in this boat before that the Giants have been in. Steve Spagnuolo, back at the, back at the helm, he knows about that. So, so you get these guys that kind of made their way. But Spagnuolo is no stranger of being a head coach. This guy knows what he's doing. So all of that, the emotion of this game and the whole thing where you can decide how this game is going to end up is where the Dallas Cowboys are. Where are they in their mental portion of the game? And I'm going to tell you why I don't think they're ready for this game. And I and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go back to last week with the Dallas Cowboys. 
the Dallas Cowboys got a victory 38-14 to over the Washington Redskins. By and far, the Washington Redskins are not a good football team. And if you are, you're a fan. Because this is just not a good football team, and Kirk Cousins is not getting the job done, and that's the reason why he won't be a Redskin next year, because he can't get the job done with that team. And we talked about that with Cuervo and what you know, where are his weapons and everything else. I can completely get it. But the Washington Redskins are not going to have this guy on this football team next year. He has not been able to do what they want him to do for the money that they played him, even though even though he's on the franchise tag, and that franchise tag is a lot of money at the quarterback position without question. Never mind that. There are a lot of repercussions of doing a third-year you know, franchise or whatever it is. There's a lot of money involved with it. I, the Dallas Cowboys get that victory. Congratulations. But the Dallas Cowboys on the road to New York after everything that happened this week, I'm going to tell you right now, this is not a good storyline for the Dallas Cowboys. This is a football team right now. Hey, the, you, you look at every, everything else for, their, uh, for the season, you know, with the losses, the off-the-field situations, Dak not playing very well, no offensive line. But listen to this. The Dallas Cowboys are going to be uh, without Ezekiel Elliott yet again. They're going to be out without uh, Collins with a back on the offensive line. Linebacker Justin Durant is not going to be in the lineup. Uh, looks like defensive lineman David Irving with a concussion. He's not going to be there. Orlando Standrick, he is not going to be in the lineup. Tyron Smith as well as Sean Lee, and guess what? Those main guys, listen to those guys. If you're a Dallas Cowboy fan, you knew of who I was talking about with Ezekiel Elliott, Collins on the offensive line. You may not have known who Duran was. I do know, or David Irving, you may not. But you know who Orlando Skandrick is. You know who Tyron Smith is. You know who Sean Lee is. Those are too many factors on the road for me to want to pick the Dallas Cowboys to get a victory. And you, you got it. If you're the Dallas Cowboys, you have to focus to get a victory against the Giants this week, whose only big story, but it's going to be that one. Guess what? The big story is not going to be about all the missing pieces where the Dallas Cowboys is going to be about one Eli Manning. By the way, he still sucks, but he's going to have a good game this week. Not only that, where's the secondary of the Dallas Cowboys right now? That's going to be the big story. And I will tell you, without having middle linebacker Sean Lee, that's watch the slant passes today from the New York Giants. Just watch for them. Third down and three, slant pass. They're not going to run the ball. Look for the slant passes coming from both directions. There's going to be a lot of turning around out on the football field. Guys are not going to know where the other guys are going to be. Who's going to handle what? Watch for it. I think it's going to be a real good one. And I am on the New York Giants today. 
Not because I think that they're the better team in reality. The Dallas Cowboys should beat them. But that goes back to what I talk about with the Dallas Cowboys. Woulda, coulda, shoulda, should have won, should be better, could have won the game. They're just not ready for it. And, and there's going to be too much emotion there in New York. I'm going with the Giants. Next team up on tap is we're opening up on the Chicago game. So whoever calls in, the Detroit Lions. They are 6-6, six and six, loser of two. Do you feel comfortable? I, I'm going to tell you, I don't know. But they're taking on a Tampa Bay Buccaneer football team. And this is not a bad football team as well, folks, when Jameis Winston is 100%. And it's the reason why a lot of people kind of thought Tampa Bay could be vying for a playoff spot this year. But right now, there's no room for a mistake for the Detroit Lions to get into the playoffs. They lose today, they're done. They're hanging on a thread right now. They're two games out of the NFC wildcard position right now. So the Lions know that they cannot lose out or lose games for the rest of this season. Nine and seven is going to make the playoffs. They can only afford to lose one more game, if that, toward the rest of the season. Now, the Bucks, they're four and eight, loser of their last uh, five of seven. They're, they're just looking to, you know, end the disappointing season on a high note. And when you have the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford not being 100% with that hand, that's uh Suggs stepped on last week of the Baltimore Ravens. They're expecting them to play. But one of the things I worry about with the Detroit Lions when it comes to Matthew Stafford is real simple. This guy's health. Earlier in his career, before 2010, this guy hasn't missed a game since 2010. When we first came on air in 2009, okay, we were talking about the guy can't stay healthy. The guy can't hit the field. But he's been an Ironman since 2010. So now, what do you worry about with Matthew Stafford? Well, I worry about injuries that are really a direct result of what he does each time he touches the ball. If you remember correctly, a few weeks back, he had a hamstring and an ankle problem. They lost two games in a row there. Vital. And they were on his planting leg, by the way. Now we got a problem with his hand. Folks, I don't feel comfortable picking the Detroit Lions. Not only that, I think some of the team has shifted in. I think some of the team has gone away, and they're ready to move on to the next phase, which is new coach, new all that stuff. Now guys are going to be playing right now, playing for their next year's contract if they're not on a multi-year guaranteed contract. But just looking at this game, when you talk about the Buccaneers, okay, there are a lot of things that you've got to worry about with this football team. And I don't know. The Lions, you know, they, 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 have, they lost to the Minnesota Vikings 30-23 to on Thanksgiving Day. Then they got drubbed in Baltimore 44-20, to came out of that with an injury. 
So what are you going to – Matthew Stafford, you know, x-rays are negative, all that, but his hand hurts. I think they're probably going to cortisone shot it and make sure there's no pain, but I don't know. There's just something about an injury to a throwing hand on a guy that depends upon throwing the football a lot that makes me feel very, very leery about this game for them. Now, that having been said, if you look on the other side, Jameis Winston, this is a guy, you know, really simple. This guy just needs to be healthy. And he can't be healthy all the time. Now, Tampa Bay, they take a 26-20 loss to the Green Bay Packers in overtime. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury. So the Tampa Bay Buccaneers have been playing with Ryan Fitzpatrick. But Winston passed for 270 yards, two touchdowns against the Packers in his return. But the key thing of that, no interceptions. That is a positive. And not only that, the Buccaneers, you say whatever you want, they know the pressure of winning right now. And the person that knows that most is Dirk Cotter. He knows that without victories toward the end of the season, he's going to be on the griddle next year. What I mean is but right on the hot seat. They'll keep him another year regardless what happens, but it'll just be the, the comfort level of the griddle will not be just warm. It'll be hit, sizzling, and you'll be looking for char, char marks on his butt. I told him not to fight. I, I put out a, a, what do you call it, a video blog, audio blog to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers not to hire this guy. Because all he does, he goes in for a year, maybe a year and a half, does a good job, then the rest of it, he loses, for whatever reason, he loses his team. Why why do you hire Dirk Cotter to be a head coach anyway? Granted, I know what he's done, but all you can do is look at his history. And my question is, and we talk about it on this show all the time, if Sonny Clark can see it, how the hell can NFL executives not see what I'm seeing? Look at that guy's history, and I, that's all I got to tell you. If you do the, the, the look on it, you know. I'm going to go Tampa Bay in this one. Without a healthy Matthew Stafford, I don't feel comfortable at all. Next game up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show is we're going to cover them all, the Green Bay Packers in Cleveland. I don't have a lot to say about this game. I wish Tarvin was on. Tarvin has picked the, the Cleveland Browns in this game as his – Upset special of the week. And as much as I love Tarvin, he's one of my buddies, I, I'm just not seeing it. And I know they got the new the new general man, all this stuff. You know, they, they're moving and trying to turn the corner. And, hey, sometimes turning the corner is good. The Cleveland Browns are on their way to 0-16, where the Packers are fighting for the playoff spot to get Aaron Rodgers back. There's too much pressure on the Green Bay Packers. I don't think that there's not a snowball chance in hell. Matter of fact, this might be the gimme of the week, and there are not a lot of gimmies this week, but this is the gimme of the week, more than the fact that the Packers, even if they don't get successful and their quarterback can figure out how to win a game. His quarterback doesn't have to be great. He just got to manage the game. And they win this football game 
easily. So the Browns, they're trying to make sure they don't lose 16 in a row. I just don't think it's going to happen that way. Last time that happened, I think, was the Lions. The 2008, I think is what it was. Yeah, I think it was 2008, maybe 2000. One of those years is either 2007, 2008, or 2009 where the Lions lost all of the games in a row. All right, last time that happened, okay? And right now, the whole thing. By the way, they're keeping Hugh Jackson, which I think is a huge thing. Now, talking about the game, more so. Aaron Rodgers, recovering from the broken collarbone. He's eligible to uh, return for the game with the Panthers. So, but that game won't have much winnings if they don't beat, it won't have much, you know, mustard if they lose to the to Cleveland Browns. But here's what I will say. If the Green Bay Packers get Aaron Rodgers back, there's a couple of things. I'm not expecting a lot from them. Guys, this is a collarbone injury. Now, granted, it's to his non-throwing arm, but I, the discomfort in that alone, I know they got a lot of drugs, but I don't know how much that's going to impact Aaron Rodgers. But with Aaron Rodgers on the football field, they got a chance of winning the game every single week they go out there, regardless. So now, that being said, here's another thing. The Browns, they get an opportunity to be spoilers yet again, okay? In the four weeks leading up to this game, the Browns played the Lions, Jaguars, Bengals, and Chargers. Obviously, all four teams won those games, but they had the opportunity to be a thorn in their side, uh, you know, to be that one game that prevents a team from getting into the playoffs, but they can't get the job done. So the game this Sunday right now, you got to find out this is a good game for Kaiser to move forward in his progression in his NFL career. Best three games so far were the opening against the Steelers, the game against the Lions, and the game against the Bengals. Those three games for Kaiser were huge. So he needs to continue doing what he's going to do. (laughs) Okay, guys, sorry about that. I went on a coughing jag there for a second. So, where was I before I was almost out? Oh yeah, the the Packers, uh, the Packer game. Uh, not not feeling not feeling very lucky for the the Cleveland Browns, but I want to see Kaiser a little bit more. I want to see where he is headed on his career. But then you get the young guy Brett Hutley. Okay, hey, listen, I, I don't think you can expect too much for a backup quarterback, Aaron Rodgers. He got into a situation where he got overtime victory against the Buccaneers last week. He was 13 to 22, 84 yards. He was sacked twice and posted a quarterback rating of 48.3. They still won the football game. That's what the Pack do, man. It's not about the next man up, as Packer Backer has said on this show a few times. 
you know, these guys just find a way to get a victory. And I think that's coaching. Without question. The coaching for this football team is huge. So if they can't get the job done throwing the football, what do they do? They run. They run. Jamal Williams, 113 yards and a touchdown, 21 carries. So if they can't put it up in the air, they'll go ahead and they will run the football. So not a lot to talk about in this game, even though I'll probably talk to a lot more than what I thought I was going to talk about. Packers, I think, an easy victory. Now, I'm going to get to the game. I'm still holding on to the Chicago game because I want Cuervo to be in on that one. I'm going to go to the next game that I have up here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's the Indianapolis Colts, loser of three, Buffalo, six and six, loser of one. Folks, this one here is a big-time game for the Buffalo Bills because they're still fighting for a playoff spot. Now, that having been said, I put the couch potato plastic fork in this football team. But the Bills, they have a glimmer of hope of a wild-card spot, but they can't lose to the Colts today. But the question will be, will it be without Tyrod Taylor? The reports are coming out that he, you know, may or may not play. That's the big story in this game. Tyra, after that game, 23-3, to he just got beat up last week against New England Patriots. So, folks, by the way, if you listen to the show, Sonny called that, by the way. Of course, of course it doesn't take much to call it. Um, I knew he was going to get beat up. Now, the Indianapolis Colts now are going to have to figure out what they're going to do. The defensive-minded Chuck Pagano are going to have to put the game together defensively. When they don't have Tyrod Taylor, this one here is going to be big. Okay, I'm going to tell you straight out, the Buffalo Bills are going to run the football, and I don't know if the Colts can stop that. However, McCoy rushed... He's rushed for 851 yards this season. It's sixth amongst the NFL. Right now he's tied with the Saints running back, uh, Mark Ingram, with nine rushes over 20 yards. I think he gets a couple today. And with the Buffalo Bills running game, they average 122 yards on the ground. So Sean McCoy could have the big game, and then they got the other guys up on the side. But turnovers really, really have been the problem for the offense all year long, whether it's fumbles, interceptions. The Bills right now, they need to stop that. And I'm going to tell you right now, the Indianapolis Colts are sneaky, especially in the secondary. They don't have a good secondary, but they can be sneaky. They can disguise things, and they get interceptions. So – you got to watch out for this this football team, folks. I, I'm I'm on the I'm on the verge here of telling you the reason why you're going to have to get up on this and and say the Colts are going to win. This is my upset special of the week. Now, this would be the second time I picked the Indianapolis Colts for an upset special, but I thought that they would get the victory a couple weeks ago. That didn't happen. They gave they gave Tennessee a run for their money. Right now, I don't think the Bills can beat the Tennessee Titans. So that tells me a lot of things when I'm looking at the Colts. There, yeah, and not only that, you got a football team that has nothing to lose. 
You got Jacoby uh, Brissett. I'm going to tell you right now, he wants to make it through the season without being injured because he is not going to be a Colt next year, especially if Andrew Luck comes back. That guy's going to be a starter someplace else. So he has got to put out a good game as well. But you want to talk about getting pressured. Brissett, this guy, I'm going to tell you right now, has getting pressured all day long. And how about this? The Bills defense right now that ranks 27th in the NFL that allows 361 yards a game. Although that sounds really easy, I want to tell you right now, the Buffalo Bills, they're going to be coming at them. So I will say right now, 20 sacks on the season, not a huge amount. But they're the only team with uh, fewer than Tampa Bay. There's only one team for, has least, and that is Tampa Bay with 17. And I don't think that they're going to get to J- Jacoby Brissett. I think we're going to see a coming out of, so, so to speak, with Jacoby Brissett coming from the Indianapolis Colts. So real interesting. Not only that, you got Frank Gore. You know, is Frank Gore a Hall of Famer? I mean, he's moving up in the numbers past the guys as far as rushing yards and everything. He's moving past Hall of Famers. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. Frank Gore, I, I, I just don't. Maybe, maybe... Definitely not first rounder. Definitely, you know, maybe the Tim Brown effect. Okay, you know how long it took Tim Brown to become a Hall of Famer. That's what I think might happen with Frank Gore. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer myself. But this one's going to be a good one. Buffalo Bills, Indianapolis Colts. I'm on Indy on this one for my upset special. This week, you watch. This one is going to be a fun one. If you watch Red Zone, I think we'll see a lot of it. Okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We're going to go into talking to our sponsors, and then we will get back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're talking the NFL. And, and we're going to go into one of our sponsors who used to play cornerback for the Indianapolis Colts and a couple of other teams. We're talking about Melvin Bullitt. Right here in Rowlett for my locals, okay? Right here in Rowlett with it, the um, the Bullet Experience just outside of Waterview. He's a fine sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles varsity football team, a basketball team, which is going to be kicking up here soon. Basketball, we'll be getting that covered. So we'll go directly into the ad for him. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's that being said. NFL week number 14. We'll be right back. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we are a motivated team of coaches with the mindset of helping you achieve and reach your highest goals. Having developed and trained over 100 Division I athletes as well as Division II athletes, even professional athletes, the Bullet Team definitely has the knowledge and mindset 
to take you to the next level. Check out our new 22,000 square foot facility and 3,000 square foot weight room along with 4,500 square feet of outdoor turf and covered training area along with football and soccer fields. Contact Melvin Bullen at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. Don't just call any heating and air conditioning repairman. Call an expert. At Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, we are your experts. Whether it's a seasonal maintenance that keeps your system running at a peak efficiency or a complete replacement of your system, Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning does it all. Common Sense Solutions for your home comfort. Stevenson's, where quality is our standard, not our goal. Give them a call at 972-475-3227 or check them out on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors. Proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Unpleasant surprises can be annoying, but sometimes they can be devastating. If your retirement plan is vulnerable to unpleasant surprises, you do have a choice. There are strategies that can help ensure any surprise is a welcome one and reduce the threats to your retirement. Nest Egg Wealth Advisors specialize in helping protect your portfolio from unpleasant surprises. 
Visit nesteggadvice.com or give them a call at 972-412-6064 to request a guide to your nice, predictable retirement. All right, everybody, we are back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio as we are here on a Sunday morning. It is, that being said, it is our Sunday morning tradition. And we are going to continue on here as we're waiting for Cuervo, who is fashionably late as usual, Yes, him and Mrs. Cuervo were out getting a bite to eat. Well, I'm moving on because we got more games to take a look at and some games that I like this week that are not going to get a lot of attention, let's be honest, okay? There are some games that are some dogs in reality, but the fact of the matter, the game itself might be a dog, but I kind of like right now where this game is sitting as something to watch for. And... The San Francisco 49ers, they get a little, they get the victory last night with Jimmy G. Folks, I told you this guy is going to come and he's going to make a difference for this football team. Now, granted, he didn't play out of his mind, but just the presence of a winner. And, folks, let me tell you something. When you got a winner or a guy who at least can put on an act that he can maybe win for you, If you're the San Francisco 49ers, who John Lynch is still lucky that I am not the general manager of that football team or the guy who will mark that is his boss. I would have fired him after the big time signing at the quarterback position. My big guy, a guy that really knows how to make a difference, Brian Hoyer. I would have fired him after that. What saved him was the getting Jimmy G. I'm going to tell you right now, Jimmy G is a guy that is going to be definitely ready for taking on a job that someone needs to be good at. San Francisco needs to make sure they get better personnel. And they started with Jimmy Garoppolo. Houston Texans, on the other hand, they're four and eight. They're out of the playoffs. San Francisco two and ten. They're out of the playoffs. But Houston have lost the last two games of the year for them. They have not been playing well. They have not been able to put it together out on the football field. Not only that, though. I mean, you want to talk about a team that has been decimated with injuries? J.J. Watts gone, just gone, and that one hurts. Uh, Whitney, boss, Peck, gone. Pictorial muscle, gone. Whitley, gone. And that was huge. And then you lose Deshaun Watson along with a rookie running back in Foreman. A lot of pieces to the puzzle of what Houston was going to be this year, not out on the football field for them. So when they get San Francisco this Sunday, they get them at home. So their roster is going to really be, you know, kind of like a mutt hound. A lot of of different breeds in this one. Because it's not the guys that they would want to have out on the football field. 
with four losses of their last five, Tom Savage, you know, I, I, I don't know. When a team is picking a backup quarterback and you pick Tom Savage, he's the guy that is going to have to be your backup quarterback. I, I, and I know there's not a lot of quarterbacks out there. Don't get me wrong. I completely get it. But Tom Savage has shown what he is not capable of doing when he was over in Indianapolis. I mean, you know, just because they get a resurgence of their career doesn't mean it'll turn around. The fact of the matter is that quarterback and the quarterback position, it, you, you don't get that miracle. So I'm not necessarily sure what the Texans were really thinking. There's just some other guys out there that are better primed to be a backup quarterback. Look at Ryan Fitzpatrick over in Tampa Bay. There's your backup. That's a backup quarterback. You know, guys that show that, you know, this is a football team, the Houston Texans, that should have been on the phone with the guy that they know that would, you know, get them in a position to where maybe they can win some football games. And you just say whatever you want. Case Keenum did well for them in a backup role. Why they weren't on the phone with, at the beginning of the season with Case, Case Keenum, don't know. A big dropping of the ball at the quarterback position. And out of all the positions that if you're an NFL football team, you can't drop the ball on. You can't afford it. But Deshaun Watson was the the savior. He was, and frankly, folks, I don't know if we wouldn't be talking about the Houston Texans in the playoff if Deshaun Watson didn't get hurt. I think we would we would be talking about a totally different AFC South. So that having been said, this game becomes interesting because of the situation of the game. Now. Where teams are, where they're going to end up, is is huge. Uh, San Francisco and their future will get another look at maybe their future. Will they use Jimmy Garoppolo as a as a, a trade bait? I think they'd be dumb to do so. But would it surprise me if they did it? No. Right now, if I'm the 49ers, this is my guy for the next three years. Give him an opportunity to go out there. Yes, he's going to lose some games for you, but this is a game, this is a team that could use some help. And the Houston Texans are not even close to being really ready to play, never mind any other games. I'm not feeling comfortable with Houston where they are. I'm feeling comfortable where San Francisco is for their real quick future, the rest of the season future. I still look at the Texans as a viable team if they get Deshaun Watson back feeling somewhat healthy. But remember, as Cuervo said last week, um, the question is going to be definitely, will they be ready next year at the beginning of the season for Deshaun Watson not being out on the football field? Will they go into panic mode? But they'd better go out and find 
a backup quarterback or they're going to be in a lot of trouble. I'm on the 49ers today. Should be a good one. Next game up on board here on the Couch Potatoes Sports Show as we cover them all. Lost my page. There it is right there. Bang. New York Jets. 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 Five and seven right now. Goes up against a Denver Bronco team who's usually pretty good at home, but they're just not getting what they are normally are. They are the losers of their last eight. The Jets won last week. I picked them last week in an upset special. My upset special was the Jets last week as they beat Kansas City at home. And But they go on the road to take on the Denver Broncos. Right now, the Denver Broncos, the sky is falling, and they're closer to the sky, too. Is, you know, they're at the Mile High City. Um it's not looking good right now for Denver. Nothing it looks like a team. So right now, what go, is going on? Obviously, you got your guys that will be back. There's no question. But you also got guys that out there are right now just putting themselves. They, they got the application, and now they're interviewing for a job next year. The Jets, on the other hand, they're five and seven. They're out of the playoffs, um, but. This is also a football team that really needs to finish the season strong, in my opinion. And right now, you can say whatever you want. Here's the deal. Odds odds maker in Las Vegas, okay, set Denver's over and under wins at a total of eight before the season started. But as Vance uh, Joseph's first year at the head coach position – has gone down, this eight-game losing streak is the biggest in franchise history since 1967. It's a football team that's normally a good team. Right now, they're, they're just not even good, guys. They're three and nine. They lost eight in a row. It, it, and listen to that. They lost eight in a row. That means they were three and one at one point at the beginning of this season. That's when they had Trevor Simeon in there. They lose him to injury. They just lose an injury after injury after injury. But at the same time, the guys that were getting hurt, like Paxton Lynch, they are not all that great in the first place. So Simeon again, he's going to be at the at, you know underneath center. But here's one of those things, okay? Three interceptions last week against the Miami Dolphins. But you know, I you know, and I don't know where he is mentally. I mean, as much as I, I kind of got a little love for the 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 Miami Dolphins because they got two quarterbacks I really love, and Matt Moore, and uh, Brandon Dowdy, who's on the practice squad. So we got a little love for them because I I I like them. But right now, where. Trevor Simeon's confidence is, is what you've got to worry about as far as your future. But I'm going to tell you right now, if Trevor Simeon is a Denver Bronco next year, I'd be shocked. I think he's going to be on a different football team. I think he's going to be a backup somewhere. This is a guy that can be considered a backup quarterback. He's shown signs that he can play more so than Tom Savage for the Houston Texans. So, I, I don't know. McCown, last week, Offensive Player of the Week, 331 yards, touchdown. 
rushing for two as well as they beat the Chiefs 38-31 to last week. So, but I, I honestly think Todd Bowles is, he, he's beginning to get the griddle marks on his butt as well. So you got to ask the, yourself the question if you're Todd Bowles. Obviously, your guy is Josh McCown. Josh McCown's a backup quarterback. He's had success as a backup quarterback, and that's what he's doing right now as the backup quarterback. They just need a quarterback. Because if they go in next year with Josh McCown as the guy, they're in a lot of trouble, and Todd Bowles' job's on the line. And if Todd Bowles can't see that, he's blind. But the Jets right now, they they they, they got to win. I think they – I'm picking the Jets, by the way, over the Denver Broncos. And the main reason that I'm picking the Jets in reality is real simple. Jets have a shot for the playoffs. It's slim, but there's a shot. They just got to keep on winning. And right now, with them being right now, they're they're at two games behind the Baltimore Ravens at seven and five. Okay, um, for the second wild card spot. And with four games to play, New York has already exceeded the preseason expectations. In reality, I think three and a half wins. I think Vegas is what had it at. So they're above that right now, you, you, and you got to feel good about them. So three and a half games, they've got, and there's four games to go. And if the Jets decide to go on a winning streak for the rest of the season, they they can march themselves into the playoffs. I'm not saying the Jets are a good football team. I'm not even saying the Jets are capable of a four game winning streak. But I think they can get started this week against the the sad, and this, this is a sad. Denver Broncos team and I don't know if they are even going to come close I I, I don't think the the Broncos are even going to the yeah the Broncos I don't even think they're going to come close but if you take a look at the the uh, Jets schedule this is a game they got to get because next week they have the Saints and if they if they can win that game that'd be huge then they got the Chargers you know, they got to win that game. Then they got New England. You want to talk about a tough four, final four? This is the weakest of the four. They end the season with New England on Christmas Eve. Or uh, the, uh, on December 31st, New Year's Eve. On Christmas Eve, they have the Chargers in town. Chargers are going to win that division. I think Chargers are going to get a victory in that game. And then next week, you know what? I mean, that man, it's a bad pass, last four for him. But the NFL sets that one up perfect, by the way, just to let you know. I think they did a good job of setting that one up. So where they're going to be this week, I think the Jets get this victory. Todd Bowles has got to pull that team together and get them rolling. Because right now, Denver they're they're done. I stuck the plastic uh, couch potato fork in them a long time ago. So where they're going to end up, you know, in the last three will be the demise of the Jets. I I don't think they make the playoffs. I think they lose on the season on a three-game losing streak. Todd Bowles won't get fired, but there will be a lot of talk about him without question. 
So where that one ends up is going to be huge. Next game up on board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we're going to cover them all, folks, as the Arizona Cardinals at home. Arizona Cardinals at home, they are taking on the Tennessee Titans. The Tennessee Titans, you know, say whatever you want about them. They're a team that are fighting in the South, and I don't know. Cardinals lose last week. Tennessee, winners of their last two. And But the winners of those last two are, are not, let's be honest, I'm not impressed. Two weeks ago, they took on the Indianapolis Colts. And the Colts took them to the final moments of the game. Tennessee gets a victory against a Houston team last week. That is not good. And, they, and, and Houston hung with them. With Tom Savage at the quarterback position. How can you feel comfortable? The Arizona Cardinals, by the way, they're home yet for another home game. They've had like three or four in a row. Three of the last four or something like that at home. Guess what? The Tennessee Titans are a football team that they're just not playing consistent ball. They're eight, they're, they're eight and a four. I don't, I don't want to take away from their record. They're eight and four. They could be very easily six and six, very easily. But here's one thing. I talked about the experience of the Arizona Cardinals. They're one of the oldest teams in the NFL, which means there's a lot of veterans, which last week I thought it was going to make a difference in the Arizona Cardinals getting a victory last week. I was was wrong. The Rams, though, are not the Tennessee Titans. That's, you know, and not only that, the Cardinals had many opportunities to be in that game against the Rams. They blew it. The Titans are not the Rams. The Titans have not found their chemistry, haven't put put it together really all year long, at least in my opinion. But here's the thing. The Arizona Cardinals, they traded for Adrian Peterson back in October. Um, Peterson missed last week's game with a neck injury. And right now, it might be where he may make it back for Sunday's game. Who cares? Williams, at the, uh, uh, Kerwin Williams, okay, he's dealing with two cracked ribs. But... Rush for 97 yards against the Rams last week on 19 carries. Almost five yards of rush. But it's all going to be about that. You know, what's going to go on now? They're going to have to go to guys like DJ Forrester and, and Elijah Penny. I don't know if that's a good thing for them at all. But where they win this game and why I'm on the Arizona Cardinals over the Tennessee Titans is is that I don't trust what I've been seeing week to week from the Titans. They haven't been winning games. The eye test. Hey, the victories are coming last two weeks, but the eye test tells me something, that the Arizona Cardinals are set for an upset right here, and the upset being because of the records, because the Arizona Cardinals, they're 5-7. and seven. They're out of it. How the Arizona Cardinals are going to win for the rest of you, you heard it first on this show. As my co-host, Cuervo, just came right out and said, 
you know, he's got a guy on the inside with the Arizona Cardinals that knows this guy personally, and he's been telling people who are close to him he's gone. Not going to be Bruce Arians not going to coach this football team. How are they going to finish the rest of the season for their guy? So Arizona Cardinals bad injuries at the running back position all year long. How will they react? And we're talking about a team that really doesn't even have a quarterback. I mean, they lose Carson Palmer at the beginning of the year. Then they lose the backup. I for, Gosh, for the life of me, can't remember that guy's name. Off the top of my head, I'll find out where it is. But Blaine Gabbert, the veteran, Larry Fitzgerald, who ranked second in the NFL with 82 receptions. On pace for another 100-catch, 1,000-yard season. Mr. Consistency signed his extension. He's going to stay in Arizona. Gabbert, 2-1 and in three starts, thrown six touchdowns, but five interceptions. But here's the thing. When you're Tennessee, you, you've got to look at a lot of things. Now, they're looking for the third straight victory, Okay. But here's one of the things that you've got to look at as far as this team is concerned is is that a collapse could be on their way for them. Right now, they are locked in the number three seed in the playoffs, and that looks really good. And you look at Mariota. He's thrown for ten touchdowns and rushed for five. Okay, all these things. It's the feel-good story. But I'm going to tell you, you look at a team that's eight and four, the eye test hasn't told me now, granted, when you talk to the NFL and you talk about playoffs, it's all about the W whether you win by one and overtime on all the games or whatever the case may be. But putting it together and looking at a consistent team, Mariota can be that guy, but he hasn't been consistent. Lack of that consistency is where I'm worried about the Tennessee Titans in this game. Cardinals are 5-7. and seven. They're not a threat to anybody except a team that is pedestrian. And what are the Tennessee Titans? They're pedestrian. You can say whatever you want about them. But being pedestrian at this time of the season is the thing that usually that will wrap you up. For the rest of the, and, and you see no playoffs in sight. And folks, here's one thing I know as far as the Titans are concerned. You take a look at a football team, where they're going to be, how they're going to be, what they're going to do. And what does it, we talk about on this show? A team's only good as what they are doing in December. So when I look at the Tennessee Titans and their schedule for December, if you look at it, you like it. You got the Cardinals. A good football team should be able to beat the Cardinals. They have the 49ers. Well, now they got Jimmy G over there. It was shaping up to be a good December, but now you got to hit the Rams who are a good football team. So Tennessee, December is going to be a little rough for the rest of the way. 
however you want to talk about it, wherever you think about the Tennessee Titans. I had high hopes for them. But normally, if I was thinking about the, I, I thought they'd get a victory with get the, against the Cardinals if they were a good football team. They're pedestrians. So this game's up in the air. I'm actually on the Cardinals on this game. Next week, if this was the 49ers without Jimmy Garoppolo, that could have been a win. But they finished the last two games with the Rams and Jaguars, and the last week is going to be for a playoff spot, quite possibly the AFC South crown. And the Jaguars themselves are a football team, you know, that have a nice little setup at the end of the season for their, their final spot. The Jaguars, they get Seattle. That's a tough football team for uh, for them. They should they could get the victory, but listen to this: Jacksonville, Houston next week should get the win. San Francisco, even with Jimmy G, I think they should be able to get the victory. They end it with the Tennessee Titans, who are a pedestrian football team. I love the way this schedule is ending up, and we're seeing a lot of good stuff going on there. So I'm on the Arizona Cardinals this week. All right, now, I've got to backtrack. I have not gotten any Cuervo yet. I might get him for the last 30 minutes of the show. I don't know. But i got to backtrack because I've gone as far as I can without bring, going to the Chicago-Cincinnati game. So let's do that as we, as we hop on the jet and Jets and we head over to Cincinnati. This is an interesting game this week, folks. I'm going to tell you the reason why. The Cincinnati Bengals, you know, they're not a good football team. They're 5-7, and seven, okay? There's four more games left to go in this season. If they go on a four-game winning streak, they win 9-7. and seven. Depending on what goes on the rest of the way for the other AFC teams, they could still be in line of a playoff. Boy, it's a long shot, though. I mean, they're going to have to finish off not losing any games, okay? Um. It starts with the Chicago Bears this week. And say whatever you want, they're at home. That's a good thing. But Cincinnati at 5-7, for them to climb into the postseason, it has to start this week. But here's the thing. Penalties, injuries against that game Monday night against the Steelers, if that's the team that hits the football field for the rest of the season for them, they're going to be in a lot of trouble. But they only lost that game by three, 23 to 20. But, you know, Burfett, Burfett, that guy's got the concussion. Uh, He won't be there. Joe Mixon, he also has a concussion. He's not going to be there. So you've got to look at some of the other guys that are going to have to do. You've got to just put it in your mind that you've got to just win. But right now, the Cincinnati Bengals, as much as I thought they could be in line for a playoff spot, maybe even winning the division, although I did pick the Steelers to win the division, I thought this team could be set for the playoff spot. I don't know. Mitchell Trubisky, you say whatever you want about this guy. Um, There's one thing – well, there's two things you need to tell him. Be better on first down, be better on second down. The guy's really good on third down. He makes things happen. But the, that guy has not been able to get things done on first and second down. Now, it's nice to start 
passer rating is 74.6. 1,237 yards passing, five touchdowns, four interceptions, very pedestrian. And he was averaging 6.7 yards scrambling, though. That's what makes the Chicago Bears a kind of a threat in this game. Now, the Bears, they're going to have to figure out something going on, okay? Juwan Howard needs 115 yards to lock up his second consecutive 1,000-yard rusher. Okay, this is an undersized guy uh, with uh, Cohen also running the football. And Cohen reminds me of Spro- uh, Darren Sproles. He's got 578 yards from scrimmage, 267 rushing, 311. That guy is a he, he, he is a, definitely a guy that can make your team look bad on either running or receiving the football. So, having been said, Andy Dalton, um, 180 yards shy of hitting 25,000 for his career. Does that mean anything? I don't think so. Andy Dalton just hasn't been getting the job done. But here's the deal for Chicago. It's the second time in seven years they've ever seen each other. And depending on what you think about history or whatever the case may be, um, you know, Andy Dalton, last time he played the Bears, 26-33, 282, two touchdowns, but two interceptions and lost to the Chicago Bears. Now, that's when the secondary was kind of big. That's when the Chicago Bears were a pretty good football team back in 2013. Even though it was Mark Tressen at the helm at the time, I don't know. But I will tell you right now, if Mixon can't play, you got to look for a Bernard. And he's got to take on more of a, you know, big-time role out on the football field, and I think he can do it. Now, he's got 436 yards from scrimmage this year, 198 rushing, 232 yards in receiving, and he's got two receiving touchdowns in 12 games. And that's on a limited basis. Frankly, I think Bernard should be the starter because of, you know, his history. I think he's going to be on a different football team, and I think we can see him, you know, doing something different next year for a different football team. But on offense right now, Cincinnati, okay, they're going to be, you know, they're going to be thin on the defensive side of the ball as Virgil's out, Burfett is out. So you got two guys in the secondaries. You're going to have to go ahead and, you know, you have Kevin Mentor. He is the veterans, but you got rookies. Hardy Nickerson, and Jordan Evans um, in the linebacker position. That scares me. Rookies. But it is the Chicago Bears. So if it was a different team, I would probably worry, be worried about what's going on there. I got a little worry as it is. But I will tell you right now, the Bears really have got to keep it going. All right. I'm not sure what's going to end up happening, but one of my problems for the Chicago Bears as well is is that they have went ahead, put the offensive lineman Kyle Long and defensive Mitch uh, Ernan uh, out for the rest of the season on IR. That doesn't help them. They also put the kicker on injured reserve, um, and they signed Mike Nugent, played for the Bengals uh, for 2010, I think, to 2016. So this one's going to be a field goal game, and I, 
I just don't trust the Chicago Bears to be able to get the job done on the road. And I'm checking, and I'm not sure. So here's what we're going to do, just really quick. We're going to go into a break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're going to talk about more games that are up here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Hang out for a second. We'll be right back. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive-through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks, amazingly fast. Scooters only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooters, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooters Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66, with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooters Coffee, located in Rowlett. Selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not nightchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chain Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychainlees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit them on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Allen Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. 
It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course. Give Alan Bauer Electrical Call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. All right, welcome back into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, as we're here on the Sunday morning tradition that is that being said. For week number 14 of the NFL, we talk about the Sunday morning tradition. For the next two weeks, it's going to slide to Saturday. Sonny, you're just talking about your Sunday morning tradition. Yes, but I'm going to be on an airplane next Sunday. So, unfortunately, actually, let me rephrase that. I might not be on a plane next Sunday, at least in the morning. Oh, contraire, mon frere. No, we will actually be on the air at the regular time. I forgot. I actually take off real late on Sunday night. So, um, we'll be on air. So, I, mark that. Next week, the Sunday morning tradition continues. I forgot my flight takes off real late. Uh, the next Saturday, or the next Sunday, though, it will be Saturday because it, uh, the timing of the show com- compared for me taking off and coming back to Dallas won't happen. I did forget. I'm flying out uh, through uh, Spirit Airlines on that late night red eye flight on Sunday slash Monday morning. So I get to spend the whole week with my pop, my brother. Uh, and I'm actually. I'm actually really looking forward to that because the nonsense that happens over at a Clark household family reunion, yeah, I might even tape a little bit of the nonsense that happens. <laughs> Whether it be my brother, myself, or my other brother, or my dad, all talking BS, my sister-in-law down there can attest to the BS that flies around. It's a lot of fun. And I'm actually looking forward to it. Last time we were all together was a couple of years back. Actually, Mark that. It's probably a year back. Yeah, so last year. So um, good to be able to – yeah, it was last year. Matter of fact, his wife came along last year. So uh, we get my brothers and my other brother, his wife and my brother, uh, my dad. So we got the family going on. And I'm doing it a week early because I've got a schedule. It's funny. You, you, your schedule is so busy. Yes, it is. I'm going to tell you the reason why. Basketball is going to start up. For the Rowlett Eagles. We're going to kick that off over at the Allen Holiday Classic. When I get back, when they go into that tournament, Sonny gets his cadence back. I might be able on Tuesday or Friday to call a game. Don't know yet because my busy schedule with the, you know, Champions Indoor Football is really, really busy. You know, I get more busy that way. So um, that having been said. Of course, that's the name of the show. Check out for that. I will keep everybody informed. You know, I don't get over t- – I know, I, I feel like I'm neglecting my child. You know, I don't even get over to the Couch Potato Sports Show Facebook page except to post the show. I, I should be on there. If you want to know what I'm thinking, everybody – my, my uh, profile is open for everybody on Facebook. If you want to see what I'm thinking or, or you know, Talking about sports and everything else, you can see that. I usually just post the show over on the uh, on the Couch Potato Sports Show Facebook page. 
So that having been said, of course, the name of the show. So next week we will actually be on. I forgot. My flight takes off late on Sunday so I can go in there and take care of business so, uh, and get the show done. So that having been said. The name of the show, let's get back into more of the games that are happening on the Couch Potato Sports Show and this week in the NFL as we cover them all. This one's going to – I wish I could get one, some of my co-parts up on the show because this one's a good one. Minnesota Vikings are going to hit the football field. And the question will be, will they be ready to go? As they take the loss last week, as – you know as, this was a game last week where Minnesota, it, it had me question whether or not the Vikings can get the job done. And they were on the road to take on Atlanta, and they got the job done in Atlanta. By the way, let me give you the records from last week from Cuervo, I, and Tarvin. Tarvin, 13-3, good week for him. I was 12 and four, and Cuervo came at, at 10 and six with his picks. So that's where we were. But this game, Minnesota, 10 and two, winners of their last eight, go in, take on the Carolina Panthers, who lost last week. That was a bad loss last week for the Carolina Panthers, as far as where they were standing. The Carolina Panthers needed to get a victory against the New Orleans Saints. I didn't pick them to win that game. I thought the Saints would win, and they did. But that was a division game. That was a game that they could ill afford to lose, and they did. But that having been said, Minnesota, winners of their last eight in a row. Carolina Panthers at home. These guys fighting for playoff positioning, whether it be the Carolina Panthers trying to win the division or just remaining high enough in the standings to pull off a wild card spot. So if you look at the Minnesota Vikings as they um, they have been oh what's the there's there's a phrase for it. they they've been coasting along but they've been getting it with a Case Keenum that has been playing like a starting quarterback in the NFL. Let's be honest, folks. If you know who Case Keenum is, you didn't think this guy could go and do what he's doing with the Minnesota Vikings. If you thought he could, you were lying. Or you just love Case Keenum. You, you got a yeah, man crush on him. So, now, that having been said, Minnesota on, on top in the NFC North. And going to win that division. Probably no problem. Carolina have to fight for it. So, when these teams meet on Sunday here today, they both have got to figure out what the big picture is for the next four games in the regular season are for them. And it starts out for the fact that if Minnesota loses this game, uh, that's spilt milk. Carolina, on the other hand, if they go to 8-5, and five, that changes the whole, whole uh, situation as far as the standings are concerned in the South. In the NFC, what are you talking about, Sonny? Let's talk about it. In the NFC South, we're talking about a division where three teams are quite possibly going to get into the playoffs, where you've got Atlanta fighting for a playoff spot big time right now. They're trying to hold on for dear life as they move forward. Carolina at 8-4, and four, they, they 
Gabby Gibbons and win this game to improve the nine and four to stay tied with the New Orleans Saints, who got the you know the loss against the Atlanta Falcons. So the Atlanta Falcons moved up to eight victories, so they're eight and five. If Carolina loses this game, they're going to be tied with Atlanta at eight and five. And then all you got to do is look in the division on where everybody's going to be. Right now, Atlanta in the division is two and one. Carolina right now is two and two within the division. They would drop to two and three if they lose today. And then the Atlanta Falcons are going to move into second place, and Carolina will be fighting for a playoff spot with other teams, you know, whether it's Seattle or Los Angeles. Whoever wins that division, whether it be the Rams or Seattle, they're going to be fighting with the, the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons for two wildcard spots because I don't think Dallas, Washington, or New York, or Detroit, Green Bay, or Chicago, obviously coming out of the east and the north respectively. So you got two wild card spots for three teams. And those three teams are New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, Los Angeles, and Seattle. Again, whoever wins the division automatically in. And then the fight happens for the wild card. That's why this, the end of this season is awesome. So when you're looking at those situations, New Orleans could have improved to 10 and 3. They didn't. Lost against the Atlanta Falcons. So it makes that whole division very interesting, especially if Carolina gets the job done here today. Los Angeles and Seattle in the West have won two games in a row. So when you look at Minnesota and Carolina, for Carolina, they, this is almost a must win because they'll put them behind the eight ball at eight and five if they lose. Again, the Minnesota Vikings – they don't have anything to sweat in reality. They're going to make the playoffs. But here's one of the things. You've got to look at what the – the coaching is just so much better on the Minnesota side. Minnesota, Minnesota has Mike Zimmer, which, by the way, thank goodness his vision has improved to where he can do his job. If you remember correctly, towards the end of the year, he had a detached retina. Folks, that threatens a coach's job regardless. He had very limited eyesight. And it's more about what he can do during the game. He can watch film all day long and get his team ready. But what's happening in the game and his instinctive positioning of players is huge. But right now, eight and four, Carolina Panthers. They get a division foe for the second week in a row in this game. Not a division foe, but actually NFC NFC team, which is huge. Panthers lost their opportunity to move on top of the NFC South standings with a loss to New Orleans. So you look at where they are. Ron Rivera right now. They don't, you know, and they say the right things. You know, and that's the reason why I don't bring live guys on because they're lying. Ron Rivera says he isn't interested in discussing how his team stacks up in the standings. Oh, yes, he is. Oh, 
without question. Now, the Vikings, let's just say it, okay? They got a road victory 14-9 to against the Falcons last week, okay? Not a big victory there, but they got it on the road. Again, on the road this week. And I don't know. The Atlanta Falcons and Panthers, which is the better football team. And this is one of the things that scares me. But here's one thing Case Keenum is going to have to do. He's going to have to find his guys big time. But Minnesota, they lose uh, Murray, who had 75 yards rushing in each of the past three games. um, And really has going to be, how do you say it? He's going to be a guy that they can depend on running the football. Because in reality, if Case Keenum doesn't get the play action going, they're going to be all over him. So Murray's going to have to run the football. I thought he was going to be out. He's actually in. So they need Murray to run the football in order for Case Keenum to maintain what he's been doing. All you got to do is look at his, his quarterback rating. The guy has been on top of the NFL for the time that he's been playing, he has been a guy that has established himself as one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL, and this guy came out of nowhere. It's a good situational backup quarterback that Houston is missing right now because he used to be a Houston Texan. But the Panthers, on offense, okay, they have got to get back to running the football. And if you're going to beat the Minnesota Vikings, you have to be effective running the football. But that's the problem. They're not going to be able to run the football unless Cam Newton is going to do it as the second option. And frankly, I don't know if Cam Newton is interested in doing that anymore. This year we've seen Cam Newton more in the pocket for a little bit longer before he takes off. He's definitely matured, and he doesn't first instinctively take off. But really, if you look at Rivera and the Panthers, okay, I think what you have to expect from Minnesota and what they do defensively is they're going to be man-to-man, which leaves Cam Newton open as you, you – I don't think – the Minnesota Vikings can afford to spy Cam Newton because they, even though Cam Newton is not the most accurate, most great quarterback, he can deliver the ball when he has to. So also the Vikings right now, offensive tackle Mike Rimmers started 42 consecutive games for the Carolina Panthers before joining Minnesota this week. Hey, add that to insult the injury, right? So, you look at the matchup, the Panthers, they want to try to, to ride the rest of the season. Hey, you say whatever you want about the Carolina Panthers. They've been consistent in the regular season. This team can punch off the victories in a row with the best of them. The only problem is they have to start this week, and they have to be the last five games of the season. This one is a very interesting game. This is my pull out the couch potato quarter and flip it. It has been one of those those weeks as far as the game is concerned. This one's tough. And parts of me wants to go ahead and pick Minnesota, but some, 
parts of me in the back of my head is telling me that if they do that, they play the man this defense that they normally do. Cam Newton can have a big game on the ground. And I go back to what I say. If I'm thinking about it, how can other football teams not be thinking about it? This one's a good game. And, you know, Outside of looking at the talent and what's going on, I look at the odds. I don't look at the odds of the of the line. That means nothing to me. But we're talking about a Minnesota Viking team that is going to go for a ninth victory in a row, and I think it's like the third or fourth on 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 the road. Matter of fact, we were talking about it in our little chat between me, Cuervo, and, of course, Tarvin. Let's see right here. Uh, the Panthers have never been good, so at least the Bears have a chance. That's the, the BS that we've been going back. But let's look, at, let's look at all of this stuff right here. Let me go back here because there was – here it is. Tarvin says Minnesota's not going to win today. It's the third road game in a row, and they're not really playing that good. Yes and no. They're not really playing that good as a regular football team, but with a backup quarterback, they've been playing good enough. And, you know, Cuervo's talking about a blowout. I'm not talking about a blowout. This one's going to be close. Now, of course, he might have been saying that to, be, to, to get on Tarvin's, you know, back. But it looks like he's going Carolina uh, or Minnesota, and Tarvin is going the Panthers. Uh, you know, I've been leaning Panthers because they're at home, plus of what Tarvin said about winning three on the road, plus the fact they've won eight in a row. That's going to have to end at some point. That's the reason why I can't, I can't pick Minnesota. I don't think Carolina's the better team, to be honest. But when I look at the odds and I see how close this game is, I got to go on the outside of it and, and say, I'm right there with, with Tarvin on this. I don't know if I can go. I don't know if I have the stones to pick Minnesota to win nine in a row. And uh, uh, say whatever you want, Carolina needs this game. This, one, this one's important to Carolina because if they can go to nine and four to tie themselves with the New Orleans Saints – I mean, it's going to make for a very interesting rest of the season within New Orleans, Carolina, Atlanta, right there in the south, and then, you know, fighting battle against Seattle. Now, wouldn't it be crazy if you only had the NFC champions in three division, Philadelphia, Minnesota, and um, the one in the west and the one in the south, and then Carolina take up Carolina and Atlanta take up the final two wild cards and sit the Seattle Seahawks down. So I, I mean, I, I look at I look at a lot of things when I look at it, and and I don't know about the Seattle Seahawks for the rest of this season. I really don't. Seattle's averaging twenty four points a game. You know, can they get the job done with the pass? They end with, get this, they end with Jacksonville as well as the Rams and at Dallas in the next three weeks. So, you know, man, I, 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 I just don't know. It's, it's one of those things that's really scary 
if you're a team that is hanging on by a thread. So watch out. This one this one could be a good one. I'm going to go Carolina because of odds. Not third three in a row on the road, not winning ten, you know, nine in a row. Um, and, Car- I, and one thing, if Minnesota plays man, I'm looking for I'm looking for Cam Newton to run the football today, and it should be a real interesting play out on the football field. That having been said, of course, that's the name of the show. We're gonna head into the next uh, game that's up on tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we cover them all. Next game up on board is the Oakland Raiders. Raiders, winners of the last two, Kansas City. They can't get out of their own way. Loser four in a row. AFC West battle. One of these teams are going to lose. And I'm going to tell you, with the way the standings are over there, let's just roll over to the standings over in the AFC South because this is an interesting division because I've already called it. Right now, the team that's writing chemistry really good are the Chargers. And not only that, Phillip Rivers, when he gets hurt, he can still play. I really like Philip Rivers. I think Philip Rivers is a, a, a quarterback that is ready to show that he can get the job done. And it started off slow. They're six and six. Only one team quite possibly coming out of this division. That would be the division champion as the you know, Kansas City Chiefs, they've lost four in a row and the Chargers have won three in a row. Oakland has won two in a row. So you got a team whose losers are four in a row going up against a team that's winners of two in a row. And then you got the Chargers taking on Washington today out of the NFC East. And the Chargers right now, they are winners of three in a row, and the Washington Redskins lose last week. And coming together. So this game, as far as where Oakland and the uh, Rams are con- or mark that, Oakland and the Kansas City Chiefs are concerned, this one gets really interesting because of standings as far as playoffs are concerned. Oakland right now, they're beginning to put it back together. And this one here, I think, is going to be a big scoring game. Because if you take a look at all of the things that have been going on, Oakland scored a you know, wild comeback from behind, 31-30 victory in the first meeting against the Kansas City Chiefs. That was at home. And that was, it, it was a crazy was a little bit different at that time as cornerback Marcus Peterson was a suspension and an injury to Amari Cooper. Now that whole situation is different now. Now, I mean, as far as the fans are concerned, if you're, if you're a Raider fan, this one right here, I don't know if you're even watching red zone. You got to keep track of this game. If you're a fan of either one of these teams, this is the only week I think I give you permission for not watching Red Zone. Is if you are a Raider fan 
or a Kansas City Chief fan wanting to watch one game. Right now, both teams are, you know, sitting right up on top of the division. So you got to look out for that. And the Chargers are right there, too. So Andy Reid's. You know, he he's downplayed the whole thing that this is a make or break. You know, that's what coaches do. They downplay the the dramatics of a game like this. Oh, it's just another game. That's why I don't interview them because they lie. This is a big game. This one here is one that you've got to worry about. This is one of the – you cannot downplay the idea that this is a make or break game for either team. But the Chiefs, tough team at home, they've been losing home games lately. And right now, this is a time where the Chiefs quarterback, Alex Smith, he's got to pick up his intensity, which has been picking up. He's just going to have to continue it. Amari Cooper's availability is going to be a game-time decision. That hurts the Oakland Raiders. He missed Sunday's 24-17 victory against the Giants with a concussion. Will he be ready to come back? I don't know. Right now, he's been kind of, you know, he got, he actually, I think he's out of the concussion protocol, but he's dealing with an ankle. I, according to the injury report, it's an ankle injury. He was on the concussion protocol the week before that, if I'm not mistaken. But Cooper, I mean, 11 catches, 210 yards with two scores in week seven. They need that guy in the lineup. Oakland right now is a football team that is desperate. As they started off this season bad, they lost card with some injuries. So they lose a couple of games without him in the lineup. That is a huge thing. Marshawn Lynch only rushed twice for nine yards uh, before he got ejected out of the game. So, I mean, the love affair, is it there? I don't know. That's something that we're going to have to figure out if you're a Raider fan. This one's tough as why I'm trying to pick it. And right now, Kansas City is desperate for a win. You're talking about a football team that has not been able to get out of its own way. With the losers of the last four, the Oakland Raiders, they're actually gaining you know, more ground. And right now, I can't see Kansas City finding a way to get the victory here. And, and I love me some Andy Reid, a reemergence of this guy's career over in Kansas City, and now everybody wants the guy out. I'm telling you right now, you don't want to lose Andy Reid. You want the players out on the football field to be able to put it together. Andy Reid can only do so much with Alex Smith as the quarterback. Now, granted, you say whatever you want about him, Andy Reid's getting the best that they can out of him. But right now, you're talking about a football team, okay, that, that was 6-2. and two before they went on this four-game winning streak and looking like they were going to wrap up the AFC uh, West, au contraire, mon frere. What a difference four games makes you. So you got, they have got to definitely change their tune and move out. 
Hopefully in this next uh, last hour, we're going to take our final break of the day here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And hopefully we'll get Cuervo at least to be able to get his views on the game here today. So we're going to do that. We're going to take our last break of the game and we'll, or the day. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the final games that we have not talked about here on that being said. It is the Couch Potato Sports Show. It's week number 14. It's that being said. We'll be right back. Hunter Tree Service and Sump Grinding offers more than just tree trimming and removal. We also offer landscaping services, planting, fertilization, stump grinding, and tree health. So if your tree was hit by lightning like mine, or you just need regular tree maintenance, contact Chad Hunter at 972-971-4036. That's 972-971-4036. And let them know you heard it on the Rowlett Eagles Radio Broadcast. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooter's only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooter's, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich, velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. Buying or selling your home could be the single most important decision you make in your life. You need someone with the experience and know-how to help you through this decision. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associate Realtors has you covered. Knowing the specifics of the Rowlett and Rockwall area is his specialty. Contact Brian at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, learn the art of self-defense, discipline, respect, physical development, and mental focus. Become the best that you can be. At Chang Lee Saekwondo, we offer an after-school program, fitness kickboxing, birthday parties, summer camp, and homeschool classes. Check out our one-year anniversary special. Two weeks in a free uniform for $19.99. That's right, $19.99 gets you two weeks and the free uniform. Check out Chang Lee's at 469-506-4483 or visit them on the web at mychanglees.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. 
We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. Are you in need of an electrician in the Rowlett, Rockwall, or Saxe area? What kind of electrical work needs to be done, residential, business, or industrial? Contact Alan Bauer Electric for all of your electrical needs. It's important to have a qualified licensed electrician taking care of any electrical problems you may be having, so your loved one or customers are safe. We have built our business on quality for a fair price and good customer service, but of course... Give Alan Bauer Electric a call at 214-356-0197 and tell him Sonny sent you. Alan Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. And back in the couch potato sports show, it is me, Sonny Clark, the Hardest working man in sports radio as we are looking at all the games that are going on. We've got five left to cover with me. Hopefully we'll get Cuervo in. We can talk, you know, go over the games really quick with him, get his picks in here um, as he went out with breakfast with Mrs. Cuervo, probably Christmas shopping too. Probably got roped into that one. But that having been said, of course, that's the name of the show here as we look at them all. It's going to be a good one here as far as Standings are concerned really for one team though um if you think washington's into running for a playoff i would tell you that you're a redskin fan because they're pretty much out of it because all you got to do is look at where they are they're behind the dallas cowboys right there in the standings and guess what the eagles are definitely up on top of that division as they have been just taking over this season out on the football field. Although they've got a tough one against the Rams. We're going to be talking about that one here in a few moments. But Washington Redskins are a football team that have been sitting in a uh, a fury. And and I'm talking about a fury, a big time. They have just been eh. They have been eh for years. And, you know, all the the big talk, the big hype, the, the fact that They have a guy at their quarterback position that they feel they can trust. Hey, that's all wonderful and good, but it is Kirk Cousins. Now, folks, I I don't necessarily – I don't want to go to the point where I don't think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. But the problem is is he's not been able to get the job done with the way – the schedule – just with this football team to get wins that begins the schedule they go up against. Now, they have the tough, tough NFC East six games going up against the Dallas Cowboys, the Philadelphia Eagles, and the New York Giants. Regardless of where those teams are, those are tough games to get victories on, regardless if the Giants are as bad as they are, regardless if the Dallas Cowboys are not as good as they should be. And then you've got the Philadelphia Eagles who are just flying away with this division. You're the Washington Redskins this week. Okay? You have four more games starting this week. 
if the Washington Redskins wanted to finish nine and seven, they got to win out. And when you just look at this game, you can't see where it's happening, can you? I mean, you're looking at a Chargers team that is, you say whatever you want about them in their past. This team is looking like it is molding together very well right now. And that's good for this football team. I, because I've always been a Philip Rivers fan. I've always wanted to see them do well. But I, I don't know. When I look at the fact that this is a road game for the Washington Redskins and what they have not been able to do, which is win football games on a consistent level, week in and week out. And then I see the Chargers winning of three in a row. And they lose, and the Washington Redskins lose last week. I see a trend on where this team is going as far as the Washington Redskins are concerned. I want to see more from the Washington Redskins before I can consistently pick them week in and week out. The problem is Kirk Cousins, whether it's him, whether it's his personnel, or a combination of both. I don't feel good about the Washington Redskins whatsoever. As the, I picked the Cowboys last week. I, and I still don't know why I picked the Cowboys in that game, but I did. And that's a bad loss to come off of if you're going up against the Chargers. Now, get this. Now, a little inside look, okay? The Chargers and the Dallas Cowboys, these teams practice each other, you know, in, in training camp. So... Right now, I look at you know I look at the way Washington lost that game, which by the way was ugly. And what the Chargers are doing this year, you gotta like what you gotta look like what's going on. Six and six. I told you the Chargers gonna win this division. Okay, you say whatever you want. After dropping their first four games of the season, they have come back, won three straight, and they're winners of six of their last eight right now with a share of the lead of the AFC West. Redskins five and seven. They've lost time in and time out. They've lost four of their last six, and they're pretty much out of the playoff race. I mean, literally, they've got to win the rest of the season, and then some crazy things have to happen. So now, what they are going to have to do? is win the last games of the season in order to make the playoffs. I just don't see it, and it starts this week. Now, here's something else as well. The Chargers know the only way that anybody else is going to make it into the playoffs, okay, they have got to win this division because these teams are at 500 right now. It's not going to get the job done in the AFC in order to make the playoffs. So they already know what they've got to do. They have got to go out there and they have got to win their division foes against Oakland and Kansas City, and that game is going to be interesting. If they go 4-0 in the rest of the season, the Chargers are in. If they lose one of those games going in, then it's going to be a battle. And it'll be who they lose to, whether it be Oakland or or, um, Kansas City. So right now, they have got – now, this is one time where a coach will say, we've got to worry about this game we can't worry about, and I'll believe the Chargers because that's what they have got to do this week. All right, you say whatever you want. This – you know, they have got a great schedule 
for the rest of the season. Now, the Chargers, you know, they have another cupcake in reality with the Washington Redskins after getting, you know, teams like Buffalo, Dallas, and the winless Cleveland Browns. And the Chargers, you say whatever you want about this football game. Here, let's give you a, a look at what their schedule goes out for the rest of the season because the Chargers are in need of victories. They can very ill afford to lose too many games. It starts with Washington this week. Next week, division game at Kansas City. The week after that, they're on the road to take on the Jets. And then they get Oakland at home for the final game of the season. And here's what I'm going to tell you. If the, if the Chargers can get victories on the road against the Jets and Kansas City, this is done. They will make themselves a way into the playoffs. And I'm going to tell you right now, the AFC could be in a lot of trouble if the Chargers finish on a four-game winning streak. So I'm really, this, this game right here, with where, what they're doing right now, you, you've got to love what is going on in the AFC West. And I do. I love this division of football. And I like where this game is leading, which is make the West interesting. They finish on a four-game winning streak. They'll finish the season on a seven-game winning streak. So if they win the last four, it'll be a seven-game winning streak. And then I think they can actually go up against a Pittsburgh or a New England Patriots football team and hold their own. But it starts this week. I, they're going to they're gonna blow out Washington. Now, I know, Sonny, Sonny you're, you're, hold on, you're a little bit crazy. Yeah, I'm a little bit crazy, but the Washington Redskins, they're not a good football team out on the road, and that is one of the things that is always going to keep this team down. They have got to get better on the road. Not only that, they need to win football games. Oh, you didn't know? And let's find out what the fine coach is going to have to say about this one because he's right there. He's right there in Cali. He gets front row seats for this one. And Cuervo, what, first of all, welcome to the show. This is this is the game of the day right here, Cuervo, because of the impact that a victory for the Chargers will make on the AFC. Good morning, my friend. Good morning, Sonny. How you doing, my friend? I'm I'm fine and dandy. By the way, I said next Sunday we'll have to do the game on or ne- next week. I do the show on Saturday. Mark that. Uh-huh. I take a red eye Sunday night to Monday morning, so we can still do the show Sunday morning next week. So just awesome. just so that, that you know. News. Yeah. That so, but news, the week buddy. after that, we will have to do it on Saturday. So just so that you know. Okay. Um, I I may or may not be able to make that one. Mama Cuervo will be in town, so ah. I may or may not be able to make that one. Uh, yeah, she, we'll see we're what her in for the holiday, yeah, so it'll be her first warm Christmas in God knows how long, but yeah. anyway. Now, she's uh, coming from Tennessee, right? That is correct. 
That is correct. I re- wow, I, I'm surprised I remember that. Hey, what do you think about this game? I mean, Washington, have they found their quarterback? I don't think so. Um, can they win this game against the Chargers who are surging with a four-game winning streak? I, I don't think so. I mean, so when I'm looking at this game, I, what am I missing here? Do the Redskins have a chance to win this game? Um, you know, Sonny, I, I, I want to say yes, but I, I'm, I'm thinking, all I can think about is how much, and no pun intended, but because everybody knows what's going on here, but the Chargers are on fire right now. Okay. Yeah, they are. Um, they, they are. They're on fire. And, 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 and this Three weeks that, ago, that, I, I picked them to win this division. If you remember, Cuervo, when they were in the midst of, after their first victory, you know, to get there, I said the Chargers were going to win this division because of where Oakland and Kansas City were on their way down as the Chargers were on their way up. Yeah, which, I mean, I'll be honest, I didn't expect this from the Chargers at all. I picked them to finish uh, I think it was either last or yeah, I finished. I picked them to finish last in this division. You did. I mean, they're they're making me eat a an oversized plate of crow. Um, oh, I hear you. Know, I've been doing it all year day. long. <laughs> I, I'm I'm tired. Of, you know, honestly, Sonny, I'm tired of eating. Getting crow. sick of it. <laughs> my 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 belly is pretty full of it already. But and it don't uh, taste very that, good. You know, it, it, but you know, I sit back and I think about what clicking for the Chargers right now. It's not like they made this huge trade and they, and they made an impact and they, they get an impact player in the midseason. But I think what it really comes down to, honestly, everybody's trying to figure it out. But yet to me, it's so simple. Coaching. I, it, it's to me, it to is me, too, and coaching. I'm writing it down. I'm writing it down. Go ahead. What is the reason? Because here, coaching. It, it's very simple. It is coaching. Look at the difference between teams like, okay, let's, let's look at the good right now. All right. You got the chargers and you know, they bring in uh, uh, the coach that they have. And I can't think of his name for the life of me, but he's, he's a first year guy, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and, and things have, it, it looks like a totally different team, but it's the same roster. So it can't be the personnel. It's gotta be the coaching. All right. Look at the Rams. Same city, the other team, right? You got the L.A. Rams. Same roster, right? Jared Goff was the quarterback last year. But Sean McVay comes in, totally changes the culture of the team. Okay? And look at the Rams now. All because of a coaching change, a culture change. Okay? Mm-hmm. You look at the bad side of it. Look at the Denver Broncos. Right? Yes. Same team, right? They had the same quarterback they had last year. Same defense they had last year. They look like a hot mess, Sonny. Why? To me, I don't think Vance Joseph was the right hire for this football team. I think John yes. Elway swung and missed. He swung and missed big time on this hiring. He really did. Um, so I think he needed a coach that that was a, a, a guy with experience. Denver Broncos, Sonny, that, that is not a team that you should have went out and got an inexperienced coach. This is a team that was primed with that defense to make a run for, for the division at least, okay? Because think about it. Just two years ago, yes, and I know Peyton was the quarterback, but they were in the Super Bowl. They won the Super yep. Bowl. What is so mm-hmm. different about this team now than it was two years ago aside from the quarterback? There's really not much difference. You still got, you still got the offensive line. You still have Damaris Thomas. You still have the weapons that you had two years ago. 
you still have the defense. You have Von Miller and and the secondary that is is also dominant, but they're just not performing to the to the standard that we're used to seeing. And it, to right. me, so teams like that, Sonny, it all comes down to coaching and and somewhat of a culture. So you got the good with the Rams and the Chargers, and you got the bad with the Denver Broncos. So mm-hmm. to me, I think that's the biggest difference right now with with the, the Chargers specifically is that I think the the, the coaching is different. Um, I think that you know obviously Philip Rivers still has. Uh, you know, some left in the tank to get it done. Uh, and, oh, by the way, he has a healthy Keenan Allen, which obviously helps. There you go. That, there, my, mine was twofold. Number one, you talked about the coaching, and, and we, you, you can say whatever you want, but when you know guys' names with their coaching, not just the head coach, but a lot of them. Listen to this coaching side. First of all, you know Anthony Lynn, okay? All right, he was the Buffalo assistant. I knew about him because that Buffalo uh, running game uh, was set up by him. Yeah, yeah, Anthony. So then uh, George Stewart. Now, I know this guy, uh, assistant head coach, special teams guy. Um, So he's been there for a long time. So you got to look at a team that – it, you know, he, he was with the wide receivers up in Minnesota. So I know this guy. Then the, if you want to call him a quarterback, you know, what, what do they call him? Whisperer, guru. quarterback whisperer, guru, Ken Wisenhunt, offensive coordinator. He is no stranger of the Chargers as well as being a head coach. And then you got Gus Bradley defensively, obviously, from Jacksonville. And then John McNulty. Uh-huh. I mean, these are guys that you hear of and you know who they are. And you know their success from where they've come from. But then I think the key to it all in reality, uh, you're always going to get Philip Rivers. That guy's the stud that he is. But what you said about Keenan Allen being healthy, we better not jinx it because that is a big, big time reason why we're seeing the Chargers having their charge, their their flurry uh, as of late of a team that's coming together chemistry. You know, and when you don't have chemistry out on a football team, you get the charges of the last five to six years, Cuervo. Now it's coming together with a combination of coaching and getting the right guys back at the right position. And that's what you're getting with right now with the Chargers. And that, not only that, I think the Chargers are going to mop the floor with the Washington Redskins. And then we can, we'll be talking about whether or not what the situation is at their quarterback position with Kirk Cousins and everything else. So this one's going to be a make-or-break game for Kirk Cousins. They can lose this game, but how he performs in this game is going to be a a big decision for this football team moving forward with a Kirk Cousins or not. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, right now, I mean, that's that's the big question, obviously, and we've talked about this on and off throughout the season. As far as Kirk Cousins and whether he's going to be the guy in Washington and whatnot, you know, I, I honestly, I think, Sonny, I, and we say this all the time, but it, 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 there is a lot to be, you know, said, or there's a lot of truth behind it. It's going to be games like today that I think yes. the, the, the Redskins as an organization are going to really take a look, take a step back and say, okay, let's see how he does on the road against a hot team like the Chargers. If he can go Absolutely. in there and have, 
and at least keep it respectable. I mean, even if they don't win the game, if they can be yep. competitive, I think that's all the Redskins can ask for. All right, I, Chargers I agree. right now. Let's let's be honest. They're they're the hottest team, arguably in football right now. So to go into their house and and expect a, an upset, that's a lot to ask for. Okay, um, but you know, I mean, who's to say that that's not what they're looking for? Uh, but if I was a GM, I would just be looking for keep it competitive because if yep. you can keep it competitive, then you know that you have something uh, as far as a future with Kirk Cousins as your quarterback. Because you think about it, the Dallas Cowboys, when they get Zeke back at the end of the year, going into next year, they're they're going to be they're going to be better. Okay, the Philadelphia Eagles. Obviously, they're the cream of the crop right now in that division. So you have to be able to compete with those guys. If you can compete with Dallas and Philly in that division, you're going to be just fine. Uh, so that's, that's, that's how I would look at it. If they can go in there and keep it competitive, then I think that's all you can really ask for. Now, if they go in there and they pull the upset, then, you know, I mean, that would be even better. But I think this is really going to be a test for Kirk Cousins. This is this is his audition to continue to be the the Redskins quarterback going into next year. Now, if he goes in there and he blows it blows it out of his behind, and they get blown out like you like you're predicting, then I I, I don't blame the Redskins one bit for saying you know what maybe we should look in a different direction. Absolutely, and, and that's going to be key. Uh, as far as where their fu- their future is going to be. All right, let's go to rapid shots, okay, as we're going to go back and, and right, we'll end up probably going up. The rapid shots as far as your Chicago Bears and Cincinnati. Can Mitch Trevinsky get the job done against A.J. Green and the quarterback Andy Dalton there in Cincinnati? I'm on Cincinnati. Well, I mean, the the defense has to get it done against A.J. Green and Andy Dalton, Sonny. Do I think that's going to happen? Uh, as much as I'd love to say yes, I, I'm I'm not going to say yes. So, <laughs> so the answer is no. I, I think Cincinnati wins this game. I think I think they have their way in reality with the Bears. Um, I do too. It, it's it's gonna. I, I don't know if I want to say it's going to get ugly. But when when you allow a one win or was it two win? No, I think they had one win at the time uh, in the 49ers to go into your house and yep. beat you the way they did, pretty much have their way in the second half of that football game. That that's to me that just spells you know what we're waving the white flag on the rest of the season. And, and if I that's agree. the case, then John John Fox should be fired tomorrow. As a matter of fact, yes. don't even let him go out there today. But I agree. You know, I mean, that's that's my take on it. I mean, you can't give up, even though it might not be it might not be a good season. You can't give up on it though. So, and and I yeah. feel like the Bears, to an extent, have given up on this season. They're just looking forward to next year. They're looking forward to getting another, you know, getting a top another top five pick in the draft. Yep. And honestly, Sonny, that's no way to run an organization. Not a charter franchise like the Chicago Bears. I'm sorry. I agree. I mean, yeah. It, this is Expectations not, this is not have to be higher. Yeah, and this is not me talking as a homer. I mean, I feel the same way about the New York Giants. I feel the same yep. way, if, let's say, 
you know, uh, uh, you know, one of the ch- old charter franchises, you know, the Cleveland Browns. I mean, how pathetic is it that that team just year after year continues to be like they haven't even had a glimpse of being good. Even bad yep. teams start to get better over time. This team just, it, I mean, that the Browns, Sonny, they look like the same team every year, two and two and fourteen. You know, getting a number one, number two pick. But, anyways, yep. I mean, we're not talking about the Browns right now. But, you know, I, I, I mean, honestly, Sonny, I think, I think a lot of heads need to roll, and the right ones need to roll in Chicago, in order for this franchise to become what they once were. I agree with you 100 percent on that last comment of where they are going to be. I, you know, good points up on that one. Next rapid fire, the Dallas Cowboys and the New York Giants. You know, Eli Manning, not a good quarterback, but he's pissed off. And I don't like pissed off quarterbacks, especially rightfully or not. Geno Smith, I don't know. Dallas Cowboys, they, they get injury after injury after injury. Plus, they're on the road. Who you got? Giants, Dallas Cowboys. Well, I tell you, I mean, if uh, if if Eli had his weapons, I would I would actually invest in the Giants a little bit in this game. But I'm going Dallas all the way in this one. Um, I, I think I just think the Giants right now. I mean, with with the firing of, of Bob McAdoo and everything else that's going on, I mean, they just can't seem to get a whole lot going for them. So uh, that that's a team I think they've already. You know, you want to talk about teams that are looking forward to next season. I think the Giants are one of those teams as well, Sonny. So they're not even worried about this game today. I don't think they're worried about the rest of the season. So uh, I like Dallas to win just kind of by default in reality. Got it. Very good. Next then up on board for you as the Detroit Lions, Matthew Stafford. Uh, he gets his hand stepped on by Terrell Suggs last week. Take on Tampa Bay Buccaneer football team. That's going to get Jameis Winston back this week. Uh, big time game in reality for Detroit, but I don't trust the Matthew Stafford who isn't healthy. You know, and and that and that was that was my big question is you know what's the condition on his hand? I haven't really watched a lot of uh, pregame shows this morning, um, so I don't know what the uh, what the update is on Matthew Stafford and his hand. He's going to play. Uh, I mean, is is it? See, but I'm just curious to like how how. How healthy is the hand? Like, is it is it going to affect the way he throws the ball? I guess that's my question. If it, it's if the it throwing is, hand, man. I, how can it not? I mean, it, I mean, it's the throwing I'm hand. You had Terrell Suggs rip your hand. I mean, this wasn't just a step. This was a step rip. And you know, it, you know, when you when someone steps on your hand, it's one thing. It kind of crushes it down. But this is a step rip. I mean, he was actually moving to move forward. So you know, it's not just a step. It's a step rip. And you know, I, I, I. You know, look at earlier in the season, Cuervo, you look at football teams right now, you, you know, Matthew Stafford with a uh, ankle hammy uh, on the planting leg, no good. He lost two games in a row. Um, this one is even more so. You know, he might be able to get his feet up underneath him, but is his hand going to be ready to take that game on? I just don't see it. But that's just what I, I look at in this game. I'm up on Tampa Bay. Yeah, I, I think I am too. I mean, I just I don't know how much I trust the hand of Matt. I know he's going to try and tough. I guy. agree. He's a tough guy. You know, he's a tough yep. guy. I, I mean, honestly, 
Sonny, it would not surprise me if, if Stafford does not finish this game or if he comes out of the game at some point in time. Uh, yeah. It would not surprise me one bit. Uh, I mean, I understand that. Hey, as a fan, I appreciate the toughness, man. Trust me. I, I appreciate a guy going out there and trying to, especially with a team like the Lions that are that are fighting for a playoff spot. And you yep. can really, like, because you've got guys that, you know, they stub their pinky toe and they're like, I'm out for a month. So, right, exactly. Yeah, but you got guys, yeah, yeah but, you, but on the other side, you got guys like Matthew Stafford who gets his hand stepped on uh, and, um, you know, he's, he's out there and he's trying to win a game for his team. So, uh, yep. you know, you take the good with the bad when it comes to the NFL. But, I mean, aside from that, I mean, honestly, um, I, I think I like Tampa Bay too, Sonny. I just don't trust the situation with Stafford. And, honestly, I'll, I'll make I'll make the prediction now. I don't think he finishes the game. I think he comes out at some point in time. Hasn't missed a game since 2010. Before that, he was an injury waiting to happen. So he's been Ironman since 2010 to, to today. So it'll be a good good one to look at. Next game up on board, I don't think there's a lot to talk about. Packers in Cleveland. In Cleveland. However, Tarvin, this is his upset special. He's up on the Browns. Yeah, well, Tarvin, Tarvin's a little crazy, but uh, <laughs> on this one... I don't know if he was on with you earlier, Sonny, but uh, but I was giving him a hard time with the Carolina Panthers. But uh, yes, I've seen that. Yeah, I mean, I I, I like uh, I think I like uh, Green Bay. I think it's going to be close, though. I mean, here's the thing, you know, and a lot of people are going to say, oh, well, it's not really a big deal, and he hasn't played in so long. And uh, but I, I mean, I liked what I saw from Josh Gordon last week. I mean, this guy looks like he's finally got his head back on his shoulders, straight straight head on his shoulders. We'll see if it lasts, but right. for one game, it looked like, hey, the Browns have something here. They've got a guy that they can they can make plays for them. And that's I mean that's that's with a team like the Browns, Sonny, like we were just talking about, that's all you could really ask for is just give them some hope, man. And Josh Gordon is a guy that gives them hope. I mean this is a guy just about three years ago as a Cleveland Brown, Sonny, he was leading the league in receiving. Yep. As yep. a Cleveland Brown, and guess who his quarterback was? Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, don't don't even don't even talk about it. <laughs> who was his quarterback? <laughs> I don't even want to hear it. Hoyer, baby. Yeah, I know right. who he was. Yeah, and those useless games that didn't mean anything. Yeah, there you go. Um, so you're up on the pack this week. I don't think that's very tough. I, now I got my upset special this week, um, and it's the next game that's up on board. The Buffalo Bills they take on the Indianapolis Colts. I'm going Indianapolis in this game uh, as the upset. I'm not just saying they're a better. I'm not saying they're a better football team. But what I am saying is, is that Buffalo at home, they should be able to get this victory. This this team is just not as good as it used to be, and this could be the this could be the thorn in their side. Indianapolis, Buffalo's got to win out. They, they might see the writing on the wall, have that letdown game. I think Indianapolis is going to sneak in there and get them. I, you know, Sonny, you've had a lot of love for for the Indianapolis Colts this past few weeks. I don't know. I don't know what's up with that, but you've got some love for them. I've noticed. So, 
I like the um, way they played. They they played balls to the wall. Now, granted, they're not a good football team, but it's that one interception at the right time. They darn near came back and got Tennessee last week or a couple weeks back when I when I picked them on that mm-hmm. upset special. And if you remember correctly, you know the, the football team, the Buffalo Bills, not having a good you know easy shot with uh, with um, with Tennessee's either. So. I, th- this is just a game that, that just haunts me because I don't trust the Buffalo Bills to be good enough in order to do what they got to do in order to make a run for the playoffs. And this is that road. This is that roadblock. This is the one where they can't get around because they just don't know what to do in order to do it. And here's the thing. Indianapolis Colts, nothing to lose. That is not good for a team like Buffalo going in there trying to make the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of pressure is on Buffalo. I just don't, I don't think that uh, Indianapolis is good enough to be a team that can play spoiler and ruin their shot at being the playoff, you know, winning this game to to stay in the playoff race. Um, right. So with that said, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think uh, as much as I would love to ride with you on that one, Sonny. I don't I don't think it's gonna happen. So I'm circling the wagons <laughs> with the Buffalo Bills. Um and yeah, I think uh, I are. think they get it done. Yep. All right, next game. It, it, interesting one. I know your pick because you already gave it in chat. The Carolina Panthers at home taking on the Minnesota Vikings. Can Carolina or can Minnesota win the third game in a row on the road as they're on that long winning streak going up against Carolina? I looked at this game as the Minnesota Vikings. If they play man to man like I expect, I expect a big game from Carolina uh, and uh, their uh, quarterback, you know Cam Newton. What do you got in this one? Carolina is going to get the doors blown. Off, it's gonna get ugly. It's gonna get. It's gonna be like sixty-six to ten. That's how bad it's gonna go. I'm kidding, uh, Sonny. It, hey, Brian, if you're listening to archives, buddy, you know I love. He you. does. You know I. Yeah. But, uh, no, I, I. I mean, I. I tell you, Minnesota's the real deal, Sonny. They are, and and again, winning a game. Uh, like they did against the Saints, was it last week, two weeks ago? Two weeks that ago, really yeah. Told me a, that told me a lot about them. That told me a lot about them because if you can go on the road in December and win a game like that, um, then then to me, I think I think that's you're you're a contender. Uh, you're not because I'm. I know you had mentioned in the uh, on Facebook. You know we're going to talk about contenders, pretenders. Minnesota's the real deal, Sonny. Um, so I, I think they get it done today uh, on the road against against a team uh, in Carolina. Um, I just I, I don't think that Carolina has enough offensively to be able to match what Minnesota can do defensively. Um, if they had Greg Olson, if Greg Olson was back, this could be a different game. Uh, but I, I think that um, because of a, a loss like that. Uh, I know, and I know he's been suiting up and stuff, and I think he he might have played a little bit last week, but um, I don't think he's 100% right now. So, you know, even a guy like Greg Olson can make all the difference for the Carolina Panthers. But um, I just think right now Minnesota uh, is, is a team that is, I mean, they're hot. They're a hot team as well. Uh, yep. So I, I like I like them to win today's game. 
He's going to play. Greg Olson will be in the game, just to let you know, up on that one. So, next game up on board here for the rapid shot with Cuervo, uh, Oakland in Kansas City. Kansas City can't get out of their own way. Oakland kind of on a two-game winning streak. And I say kind of because one of them probably should have been dropped. That having been said, they did get the victory. Uh, who you got, Oakland, Kansas City? I'm going to take the Raiders. I'm going to go with the Raiders. And I, I know, I know they're at home. It's an arrowhead, and I get that. But, Sonny, I tell you, it's. They're, they are about as cold as Chicago winter. Yeah. The Kansas City Chiefs right now. I mean, they, they couldn't even beat the Jets. Okay. And I know it was a road game, but come on. And I picked them. And I picked the Jets. You did. You did. Absolutely. to you, Sonny. But, I mean, (laughs) honestly, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's one of those things where, I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to say that Kansas City is a fluke. It's just that there's something missing with this team, and I don't I, know what it is. I know what it is. It's a missing cylinder. You know how you have a six cylinder and you only go on five cylinders and you just can't get up the hill very well. They're missing something. They're, they're, they're obviously missing. Exactly, and they're not putting it together. They're not running like a well-oiled machine that would be an engine to your car. That having been said, that's the reason why you're running into them, and, and it, it's a combination of a lot of things. But I, I know a lot of Kansas City fans, they're, they're going to get rid of Andy Reid. As soon as you start losing, that's what they want. What they need to do is they need to get personnel. They need to get personnel to play to the quality of what they can do. They started off on a winning streak. What has changed? They've had a couple of injuries, but not enough to go into what they're doing right now. The players have got to get their heads in the game. That does come from coaching a little bit, but guess what? Coaches are not out on the football field on Sunday in order to take the snap. So yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm on Oakland. I don't know how Kansas City gets that victory here today, even at home. And by the way, they've been losing games at home. It's hard to win at Arrowhead, but guess what? Teams have been doing it this year. So look out for that one. San Francisco goes on the road with Jimmy G. Take on the Houston Texans. Houston can't get out of their own way right now. They All you got to do is look at the quarterback position. Who's the better quarterback, Tom Savage, Jimmy G? I think that just answers the question and who wins the game. Well, I know your answer, your answer is probably Jimmy G is the better quarterback. However, Houston's the better team. So I like Houston in this game just because I feel like they have the better team. And I, I think that uh, the way you're going to win this game, is, it's simple. Get the ball to DeAndre Hopkins. That's all you have to well, do. That, Get the ball to Hopkins that, that's, because yeah, easier said than done, right? Yeah, that's you – know, and here's the thing. It, and, and I'm going to make you switch your pick right here, Cuervo. Who else are they going to throw the ball to? Where else are they going to go? I mean, offensively, if the 49ers can lock down Hopkins, now that's better, easier said than done. But if they can figure out a way to keep the ball away from them, disguise the uh, disguise the defense to where Tom Savage, who is not a good throwing quarterback, can't get the ball to him. Who else is he going to go to? Does he have enough stones to throw it to somebody else? That is the reason why I went the other way around on that, because I agree with you. I think Hopkins is the next guy. 
guy. The next guy up that's going to make them a difference at their at their uh, wide receiver position. But they got to have someone that could be able to deliver the ball consistently. I don't think they get it with Tom Savage. Well, Sonny, what what I what I'll say to that is, I mean, this I mean, think about it. Deshaun Watson's been out for what about a month now, maybe a little over a month. It's kind of like the situation in Green Bay with Brett Hundley. Now you're starting to see Hundley a little more comfortable in that yeah. spot uh, because he's had he's gotten more reps. He's had more time to uh, to you know kind of settle into being the quarterback of the football team. So honestly, I mean, I feel the same way about Savage. And, and here's my here's my other question for you: who who do you honestly think can stop Hopkins? In, in the in on this 49er secondary, who is a guy that can contain him or slow him down? That's why I like uh, Houston to win this football game. I think that Savage has had enough time now to where he should be able to make the throws that he needs to make. And now, does mm-hmm. that mean it's going to happen? We all know the answer to that question. But right, do I? Has he had the time? To, has he had the time to? get the reps in and, and and be expected to make the throws that he needs to make. Yes, he's had the time. He's had over a month now. So that's why I like Houston. Um, you know, if, if it was a situation, obviously, where maybe he just took over last week, then, yeah, I'd, I'd ride with you on the 49ers. But, again, I think I think Savage has had enough time to uh, – to get to get comfortable with the playbook and learn it and know it and, and understand what he needs to do. So that's why I like Houston. But I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a good game, Sonny. I mean, you know, anytime a team that doesn't win very often gets a win, you start to feel good about yourself. And I think I think the 49ers feel good about themselves right now. So I think it's going to be a close competitive game. But at the end of the day, I think you have to have playmakers that can – that can make things happen for you, get in field range or, or get the ball in the end zone or whatever. And right now, I think, I mean, Hopkins to me is the only guy on either team that is a playmaker of that caliber. And they're at home, so that's something to keep your mind on there. The Jets, Jets, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets. That's on the road to take on the Minnesota Vikings. This one was so easy, but here's another thing, though, really quick. Denver's tough at home, but they're just a different football team. They don't have a quarterback to where they can be tough at home. And the fact that they've won so many games at home, you know, it has been really kind of challenged with their backup quarterback position. Yeah, you know, I I looked at this game and I'm like, hmm. I was like, you know, Jets just came off a, a big win. Uh, against Kansas City at home, and now they have to go on the road. To me, that that spells bad. That to me, that's bad. That that that's got the makings of a, of, of a trap game upset. So I'm actually going to ride with the Denver Broncos today, Sonny. And this is the first time I'm picking Denver in a while. So um, I just think that uh, again, you know, the the emotions of of winning that game last week at home against the Chiefs. Now they have to go on the road to Mile High. Against a team that really nobody's expecting a lot from anymore in the Denver Broncos, and 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 when that happens, that's when the weird stuff happens. Where you know Trevor Simeon, you know, looks like a, looks like a Pro Bowl quarterback or something like that. Yeah. So in reality, um, 
that's why I like Denver. I just think it has the makings of of a game that could potentially be a trap game for the Jets. Now, with that said, I will say this. If the if the Broncos are not careful, this this Robbie Anderson receiver is going to go off on them because don't forget Noah keep to lead today, um, or was that or was that last week that he was suspended? That was last I week. He, I think he's playing. He's playing. So he's back. Okay, so he's back. All right, I got my, I got my uh, I got my weeks mixed mixed up, Sonny. But um, all right, so if he's back, then yeah, I'm I'm all in on Denver. Uh, so I'm I'm riding with the Broncos. Three four seven two one five seventy four ninety seven. In the next minute, we're going overtime because we're just rapid shooting, and we got a little time in overtime, so we're just rapid shooting. Three four seven two one five seventy four ninety seven. Next game that's up on board, rapid shooting. Tennessee at Arizona. Arizona takes a loss bad last week. Tennessee, you know, they just. They just don't look right, Cuervo. I mean, granted, you, you look at where they're standing and what the you know what their record is, and you you go, wow, you know Tennessee, you know they're doing pretty good. I mean, they're you know they're they're eight and four. Are you kidding? In the AFC South, they're going to win the division. Maybe, maybe not though. Um, last week, the Jacksonville Jaguars, you know, over in Arizona, you know that that yeah. It, it was one of the Arizona card. I'll mark that Arizona lost last week uh, to the Rams last week. But the week before that, the Jacksonville Jaguars lost to the Arizona Cardinals in Arizona. So third game in a row at home for Arizona, and they get yet another AFC South football team. And I look at Jacksonville, Tennessee. Which one was better? Arizona beat them. Are we kidding? I'm on Arizona, even though they should have won last week. Uh, they dropped the ball. Will they drop the ball against Tennessee? We'll find out. Who you got in this one? Yeah, so I actually, I actually like Arizona in this game, Sonny. I, I mean, it's one of those things. Again, um, Arizona is just a different team at home. If this game was in Tennessee, then I'm all in on the Titans. But I, I, in in reality, Tennessee should win this game. They have the better team. They have the better quarterback. Yes. So, yes. But but you know it, it sometimes it doesn't come down to it's something as simple as well who's got the better quarterback what it, what it comes down to is the situation the environment and the environment when Arizona is at home is a lot different and they play differently so to me I think uh, that's why Arizona wins this game. Very good. And so that brings us up to the date where we are in the games. We are in overtime. I'm going to kick this one to Cuervo because we're going to start it off. Philadelphia, L.A. Rams, a lot of things to talk about in this one, Cuervo. Are the Rams for real? Are the Philadelphia Eagles for real? This is this is that game where it, it tests your intestinal or testicular fortitude as this one right here is, is who's the team that is the pretender or contender, or is this one just going to be so close? It's going to come down to the final play of the game. And that's the way this one sets up Cuervo. Both teams. Good. Uh, this game in, uh, in LA uh, last week, the Eagles take the loss. Rams get the victory last week. I mean, what are you looking at in this game, Cuervo? Well, I mean, obviously, Sonny, this is going to be one of the games of the day. And is is this one starting uh, right now, or is it going to be the afternoon game? Afternoon game, my friend. Okay, so good. So we'll have – 
we'll have we'll actually have something to watch after the morning games are done. That's always good. But yes, sir. You know, I I, I look at last week's game and, and and you know Seattle the way they the way they really in reality dominated the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and you know now they go on the road again. The Rams team that is that is playing very exceptional. The only problem I the only thing I see with this game is just do I feel like the Rams have enough? I mean, the Rams have had a past, you know, couple of weeks. It's been it's been rough. Okay, they had to play. They had to go to Minnesota, then they were home against the Saints. Um, so it's it's been a rough couple of weeks for the for the Rams. And my question is just kind of do they have, how much do they have in the tank right now? Um, you know, maybe they need a break against the Bounce team back. that may not be. You know, they need a bounce, you know, a team that that they can kind of uh they don't have to put so much effort I guess into. So that's what concerns yep. me. Now you got the best team in the NFC coming to town. I just kinda of feel like maybe the Rams are a little burnt out right now. Um so I actually I'm taking the Eagles to win. Uh but well this is gonna be a good one, Sonny. I can't wait to watch this one. Yeah, this one's going to be good. We are in overtime as we haven't covered them all. Um, and uh, the NFL has kicked off if you're on red zone like I am. Uh, watching the games as we're going to cover the last ones here. I, you know, this game was one of those things where I, I just – it doesn't really matter who wins, but it's more important, I think, in reality for the Rams to get this victory. And the main reason why I think that is is because this is a team – that has not traditionally been good. Not saying that the Eagles have been, you know, but at the same time, you're looking at the, the you know, last few years, at least the Eagles looked like they could do something more so than what the Rams haven't been able to do. So I look at the importance of this game, and I see the importance definitely up on the Rams side. Plus, they're at home. The only problem is, is I'm not seeing a home field advantage for this football team. You know, I don't know who's doing what, where, how, or whatever the case may be. You know, that's why I almost pulled out the um, the couch potato quarter on this one. I just don't know who's going to win this game. Um, Jared Goff, both and both of them, second year quarterbacks. Uh, the defenses are both really good. Uh, wide receivers are about the same. The game is going to come down to special team square vote. That's why I flipped the coin. And the reality of the sense, though, I think the better quarterback is in Washington I, or uh, Philadelphia. I, so I like Philadelphia in the game more so than anything um, as far as who's going to win. Uh, but this one's going to be close. This one's going to come down to the last play of the game, or it might even go into overtime. But right now, I just see Philly clicking on all cylinders. I see I see miscues from the Rams a lot, even though the uh, Eagles lost last week. But that was no big, great big surprise. I didn't pick them to win the game. Neither did you. So the loss last week I don't think really hurts the Eagles, especially going into this week. That's why I'm up on Philadelphia. Who do you have, Rams or Philadelphia? I'm taking Philly as well, Sonny. Like I said, I just think that the uh, that the Rams are a little burnt out right now from the from the games they've had to go through. So, yeah, I like the Eagles. Yep, and wow, look at all the snow on the Buffalo yes. Indianapolis game. Man, I wish I can change my pick. 
Um, but take away from that, I can't because the game's already started. Um, didn't realize that snow was that bad. I knew it and was snowing, Case but I didn't Keenum, know it was that bad. Case Keenum just threw an interception, Sonny. So I know Tarvin's cheering. Yeah. And, oh uh, yeah. He 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 is crowing. If you if you see the Facebook chat, he is crowing right now, and he's got a right to uh, because of the interception. So there you go. Um, mm-hmm. So look out for that one. So next game up on board is we're going to finish up the final three: Seattle and Jacksonville. This one here is a big big time game for both football teams. And, you know, the problem with Jacksonville, okay, is their quarterback position without question. And right now, if you look at the hot hand, who has the hot hand right now? And, and I hate them. And I picked them last week and they won. But I hate them. The Seattle Seahawks, I think, are going to beat my Jacksonville Jaguars at home. I mean, Jacksonville's got a good defense. Don't get me wrong. But – they have a good defense against football teams that don't have great quarterbacks. So, and, and I think Russell Wilson has moved up to the step to where we can call him a great quarterback. I really do. And, you know, he's the only guy I actually like on the football team. So if I'm going to like someone, I like the quarterback. The rest of it, Seattle's missing a lot on the defense. But here's the thing. This is a Jaguar team offensively that doesn't scare anybody. The thing that people worry about is the defense. If Seattle can hold off that rushing attack and Russell Wilson doesn't have to run for his life, I think actually Seattle wins quite easily today. So I'm on the Seattle Seahawks over my Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you got? No, uh, Sonny, I think you're wrong. I like your Jacksonville Jaguars to win today. Seattle, if you go back and you look, Seattle has not done well when they go to Jacksonville. They don't play well in Jacksonville, so – with that said, I like I like that to continue. I like Saxonville, baby. They might not get nah. Wilson, but man, it is so fun to watch those guys on defense. Um, you know, it's it's it is. wow, my God, look at all the snow. That I know, crazy. I'm looking at it. That is, <laughs> that is so ridiculous. Great. By the way, that is so just to let great. you know, are you ready for this, Squervo? Seattle Seahawks are going to blow out the Jacksonville Jaguars. I, I just I, I, I just don't have it there. I, and I want to because they're my team. But Seattle, I think they're on a mission. And, I, you know, I hate to say it, man, but, man, they might, they, they're they going to give the Rams a run for the money in the AFC West. And I hate them. God, I hate them. Um, but I actually think the fact that they are missing the key components on the defensive side of the ball actually makes them a better football team. Sonny, what are you talking about? When you got the combination of the Legion of Boom, I get it. I, I get why everybody likes them. But a team has a way, if they can, to stand up and be a better football team, okay, and or at least as good defensively um, to where they're not giving up a lot of stuff. Uh, you know, that's a win mm-hmm. for them. So since they win on defense and you got Russell Wilson – I, you know, oh God, I hate it. I hate the fact they're so good. Um, I'm gonna go. I, I'm gonna go against my Jags. I'm going Seattle. Next game up on board is is the game of the week, Cuervo, without question, because there's a lot riding in the AFC playoff uh, picture for Baltimore. Pittsburgh, they're gonna make the playoffs. This is all about what Joe Flacco and Baltimore can do, but. 
the simple fact of the matter is that's Heinz Field. The simple fact of the matter is the Steelers are good at Heinz Field. Simple fact of the matter is this is what it's going to come down, the kicking game. And guess what? No, visiting teams don't kick well in Heinz. They just don't kick well. You know who kicks well in, in Heinz Field? The Steelers. And, and it's going to be a field goal game. And it's going to come down to a field goal. Steelers are going to win this game, and they're going to look like they're running away with the AFC along with the Patriots because they play Monday night, and they're going to beat the Miami Dolphins at, easily. Um, so, you know, combo in one, uh, one game into two, you know, I, I just don't see what Baltimore can get the job done against this the, this Pittsburgh team at home. Not only that, they, they they're the only game to watch at the time, which is another thing. You know, look at that kind of stuff. I I, I don't know Baltimore. If they get this victory, I think Baltimore is going to sneak into the playoffs. But I just don't see how they're going to get it. Cuervo, are you on the other side taking Baltimore in this one? No. Steelers, Sonny. Steelers, Steelers, Steelers. I, I just, I, I don't, I don't, uh, I mean, normally, yeah, maybe Baltimore would be a team I could roll with, but. It's Early in the season, not, maybe. Yeah, yeah, but not, uh, not for this game, though. Uh, I, I just think right now Pittsburgh is too hot. And, I, I mean, I, honestly, with them being, uh, second, you know, in, in in the in the playoff picture, I I don't think they're satisfied with that. I think they want to compete with the Patriots to get that top spot in the in the AFC picture, and they're going to continue to keep the gas down. And all honesty, I mean, we've seen teams where when they they let off the gas and it comes back and it bites them in the behind, and I think the Steelers are a team that they can't afford to do that. Yep, it it's, it is, and and that leads us to Monday night and the, and the Patriots. I mean, you know, talk about having a nice schedule for the rest of the season. I mean, the New England Patriots. You got four games to go. You're still in. You're still in December, and the Patriots. They get a football team in the Miami Dolphins that. It, it, they are so out of whack, it's unbelievable. And, and the only game that they really got to worry about for the rest of the season is against the Steelers uh, next Sunday. Uh, the rest of it, it it's, it's cake for, for uh, the Patriots for the rest of the season. So I, I'm just, you know, I, I don't know. Miami's got a lot of off-season decisions to make, Cuervo, and one, obviously, is the quarterback position. I mean, I hope Brandon Doughty gets a chance to get it, but he's not. Um, so, you know, as far as that game is concerned, I mean, is this so easy to pick we didn't need to talk about it? Uh, yeah, I really don't want to waste my time, Sonny. Let's, let's, let's just end – let's just wrap this one up. How about that? Yeah, and and that's a good point because, really, you know, New England is New England, and that's just the way it works out. So, that is. Let's do it. Let's end it on an easy note and a quick note. It's time to get to the NFL as the first quarter is going along. Lots of people scoring. 
We'll take a look at that one. We'll catch you next Sunday on time, 9 a.m. Central Standard Time for the Couch Potato Sports Show, week number 15. We'll talk about it then. Everybody have a good week. Enjoy the NFL. We'll see you next time here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And your Rowlett Eagles Varsity Basketball Radio Network. Everybody enjoy the NFL. We'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.